The Spanish Announce Table. You have found Pro Wrestling's best podcast, and it is our 10-year anniversary show. We've got folks in the chat. We've got Katie First Lady saying happy 10 years. Once again, thanks for all the good content. We've got Jeffrey Todd saying, I'm tingling with anticipation. Let's get this show started. Josh Smith says, where are these fools? Because we were taking a little bit of a a time getting on, uh, and Tom told him we're coming on in a minute. And that's because it's the 10-year anniversary. So what, of course, had to happen, Tom? We had technical difficulties. We had technical difficulties. Yeah. We did one thing that we do every single week nearly, and yep. different results forced us to kind of retool some things. This is how Isn't it goes great? in the Spanish announce table lore of 10 years of doing this. And Tom, I'd like to let you know that I currently, right now, in honor of 10 years of the Spanish announce table, I'm wearing the original Spanish announce table t-shirt with the hashtag tweet the table on the back these are the shirts that you remember you didn't get sent out in a timely fashion the bull to our winners that was if you'll all remember you. no, we got enough <laughs> new people that listen that you're taking the fall on this shit that was all i got the goddamn shirts made all and then i know, you is, were supposed to send all them I know out. is you never oh. sent them shirts out <laughs> yeah because you were supposed to oh my god so hey well, but, I like that because you're wearing yeah. the old one and I'm wearing the new one. Then Which you means you, yeah, you all should go to Pro Wrestling Tees and get our new one. So you won't be reliant on Tom or Tim, whomever it may be at fault, to send you these shirts. And it's it, let's be honest, it's better quality than this one, right? If you've known Pro Wrestling Tees before, if you've shopped there before, you already know. And if you don't know, listen to those of us in the know and get you some Pro Wrestling Tees merchandise it's great. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Spanish Announce Table, or you can find it at SpanishAnnounceTable.net. There's a link on there. SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Subscribe to get all of our content sent to you uh, daily or sometimes more than once daily. You do not have to subscribe to anything if you want to access our content. It's free to subscribe, but you can go directly to SpanishAnnounceTable.net and just tell them no thanks when they ask for that email. And then you can go there. But if you want it delivered so you can have it at your fingertips whenever you're ready, Subscribe completely free, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Tom, 10 years. 10 years of doing this. Did you I did you wonder if we would make 10 episodes? No, we always say that. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought I thought you would flake out and fizzle out, and then I just keep doing MMA I shows. I would fake out. Right. Yeah. Look, I didn't send the shirts out. I would flake out. I'm clearly the less responsible member of the Spanish announce table, right? Over the two no, years. That's clearly no, the... <laughs> no, no, not that you're the less responsible. Uh, I thought, I thought you were the less committed. There's ah, a difference. Okay. There's, a le- there's a difference. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we are committed. 10 years of the Spanish announce table. We did. Hey, Josh. Yeah. Hey, Josh. It's not my fucking <laughs> fault. I didn't do it. Okay. I didn't fucking do it, Josh. And you know it. Yeah. Maybe maybe he knows knows what's really up. Listen, 10 years of the Spanish Announce Table. Join us live in the chat each and every week like these folks are doing now. We do this live each and every week on Thursday nights at precisely without fail on the dot exactly 715-ish U.S. Central Standard Time Zone Arrowhead time, as Tom refers to it. Hmm. Right? Like that? Isn't that great? Arrowhead time. Mm -hmm. So, this is the 10-year anniversary special. This is a jam-packed, mega-sized episode. We are going to do some fun stuff in celebration of 10 years of the Spanish announce table. And then when we're done with that, we're going to do our regular show. You thought you were going to get our regular show? Two to the face, right? We're giving you the anniversary show 
and the real show because quite frankly we deserve it and you deserve it right tom you ready for all this indeed indeed i am let's do it let's take remind you right 10 years of the spanish announce table now it's july 27 2023 we did the first spanish announce table or at least it was available for download or air on july 24th 2013 okay long time ago and i want to take you on we normally take a trip back in time but today we're going to take two trips back in time because on this first one i've got a fun game for you to play right and it involves some things about 2013 no christ okay yeah? all right so That's, you're ready to yep. strap in strap it on and get in the spanish announced <laughs> something like that get in the spanish announced time machine to go back in time And we're going to talk about who were pro wrestling's biggest champions on July 24th, 2013. Okay. All right. Let's swing over first in the ring of honor world. Tom, who was the ring of honor world champion on July 24th, 2013? Jay lethal. Jay lethal is a good guess. It's a good guess, but it's not Jay lethal. Got any more? Or do you just want me to? You can always tell me when you just want to give no, up. No, let me do. Let me. I'll do two guesses yeah, to, okay. to keep right. it moving here. I would say 2013. Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen. It's a trick question coming right out of the gate because it was nobody. The title was vacated oh. on July 3rd. <laughs> it's nobody. Not a damn person. Adam Cole would win that title in September at Death Before Dishonor 11. Okay. All, right. okay. All right. Yeah. I like this trip. Back in time. But we're staying in Ring of Honor, July 24th, 2013, the birth of the Spanish announce table. The Ring of Honor World Television Champion was. No one. Matt Taven. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. just giving you Matt Taven. I didn't think he'd ever come to this one. No. I now, you know. might get who the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions were Briscoe Brothers. Mm, close, but they have a fun lore here in the Spanish announce table. The Young Bucks? No. It's oh. Red Wagon, Bobby Fish, and oh. Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, Red Wagon. Red yeah, Wagon. They were now, great. they would only hold those titles for four more days because they would lose them on the 27th of July to the Forever Hooligans, a team of Alex Kozlov and Rocky Romero. Oh, Rocky oh, yeah. Romero's still doing it. All right. So, again, we are taking this fun trip. Back in time. Talking about things that happened, or, or the pro wrestling champions that were on July 24th, 2013, the first edition of the Spanish Announce Table, Pro Wrestling's Best Podcast. The TNA mm. World Heavyweight Champion, Tom, was who? Oh, we probably would have talked about it, right? Motherfucker. Is it Jeff Jarrett? It's not Jeff Jarrett. 2013. <laughs> was he yeah, still here? Maybe he was. Who right? knows? Oh, yeah. No, he uh, definitely was. I'm sure he was. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not Jeff Jarrett. All right. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's not on this list at all of any pro wrestling champions. I'll spare you that. Jeff Jarrett's okay. not on any of these lists. So 13. Hint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry 13. that I had to disappoint you with your favorite wrestler not being on the list. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Too He's bad. been a champion of many times in his career, but not on July 24th, 2013. Okay, I'm going to guess 13. Is that probably Bobby Lashley? Mm, it was Chris Saban who had just won this title five days prior at Destination X after willingly relinquishing his X Division title in exchange for a world title match. No, okay. Mm-hmm. So then the TNA X Division champion... Was him. Was Manic, who had won that title after he had... Because oh. he gave it up at the same event, right? Gotcha, yeah, yeah, okay. Manic, okay, who okay. was suicide and has been, I don't know, four different yeah. people played that guy. All the fucking yeah. people, yeah. TNA Knockouts champion on July 24th, 2013... 
Uh, um, I'd have been uh, at Arby's. Oh, Mickey James. Mickey James. <laughs> I don't like that. I knew that in reference. Oh, yeah. Have the meats. The TNA Television Champion, Tom, on July twenty fourth, two thousand thirteen, the birth of the Spanish announce table. The what now? Who? The TNA Television Champion, which I think was later the Legends title, that one they had with the red belt and the Booker T had it for a while. And Ugh, uh... give me an X Division mainstay. I'll give you that. AJ Styles. Ooh, close. Who? Abyss. Abyss. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So now we'll get into something maybe at the time you were probably following a little more closely. And we're going to head over to the WWE world of things. We're going to talk about the WWE champion. And by that, I mean the world champion, but you know, they had two. Right. So who was the WWE champion on July 24th, 2013? The birth of pro wrestling's best podcast, the Spanish announce table. 13. Mm -hmm. 13. I'm still wearing a CM Punk shirt. But I do remember 13 at the Royal Rumble, he lost it to The Rock. But by that time, you had already had WrestleMania. 13 is WrestleMania 29. So John Cena? John Cena, after he had defeated The Rock at WrestleMania 29 to win the title, ah, was still the champion like on that? July 24th. Like, nice deduction. Nice. Look, at, look at my nice. big ass brain. Look at this big a few brain. Things. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, hell yeah. Yes. All right. So then the world heavyweight champion, wearing the big gold at the time, I believe, still was Randy Orton. Mm, close. No, Didn't they close. combine it? Not close. Uh, at 2013, it was not Randy Orton, but that's a good guess because you know he held that title quite a bit. But no, this was a different superstar, no longer with the company. I'll give you that hint. Uh, 29. Uh, wasn't Brian or it wasn't Daniel Bryan? Um, this was July twenty fourth, two thousand thirteen. July twenty fifth. Table. We're looking who WWE's World Heavyweight Champion was. The big gold. I'm gonna. Oh my god! I'm gonna guess. Love this guy. No, it's not Jack Swagger, is it? No, not Jack Swagger. It's Alberto Del Rio. That was close. Those yeah, same right. fucking people. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's why I was saying, like, you're in the main event picture of these guys, right? Yeah, that's yeah, why I was yeah, saying yeah. close. Now the WWE Intercontinental Champion on July 24th, 2013. We've talked about him recently holding the IC title in one of these On This Day segments. Yeah. On this day. Um, uh intercontinental because the u.s i think was dean ambrose but the inner i'm giving you that one that was the very next question is who was the wwe united states yeah. champion and it was dean ambrose yep because he never defended it he had it for right. like seven years and never defended it um intercontinental champion 2029 20, uh biggie biggie good guess it is curtis axel Oh, because he he was fucking in Kansas City when he won the fucking thing. Ugh, yeah, good yeah. old hurt his asshole. By the way, I forgot to mention Josh in the in the chat here. Not only did he submit a call that we'll play later, as a bunch of you have sent in calls, emails, uh, various things here, videos that we will play here uh, in celebration of the Spanish announce table. Big Josh also 
submitted a donation, which you can do on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. You can donate via Cash App or PayPal and become the beer sponsor of the week. And so hey, we've got ourselves some beer. I've got myself. It's called High Contrast. It is a Belgian-style wheat ale with caracara orange peel and coriander. Fancy like that. Yeah, well, that sounds foreign. I got Steve Austin's Broken Skull American Lager like a true American on a 10-year anniversary. Mm. You drink American on any anniversaries. Mm-hmm. Torn Label Brewing Company. Okay, you're saying over there, what were you saying over there? This is Torn Label Brewing Company in Kansas City, Missouri, by the way. Well, you're you're talking to these weird ingredients. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. They imported in. It's not a real beer. No, it's pretty, really good. But this <laughs> is actually good. pretty it's good. good. It's very good. This is actually now I've done the the uh, Holy Trinity of Steve Austin beers. Now I've had all three on the Spanish announce table. This but the one you have missing. not done all three on the booty O's and then oh, ate yeah. the booty O's with, which is yeah, a I video that one. exists. Yeah. That Folks, is, yes. new listeners to the Spanish announce table. Just search in the Facebook or, or the Twitters and just try to find Tom eating bootios with not milk but steve austin's <laughs> broken skull ipa you might not want to do a google search on that your, your fucking suggested ads might be a true little that. weird that true one. that um uh but of course you know when you're the beer sponsor of the week when you send us money and tell us to go pick up some beers that we'll drink here on the show we are then obligated i feel like you know morally and contractually obligated to tell everybody how great you are did you know yeah, Big Josh's Big, Big Josh, Josh the yeah. Rebel Trucker? Did you know his beard is as soft as a, as, a, as the finest cashmere sweater? His beard belongs in a shampoo commercial. Mm-hmm. That's how good it is. I heard Patrick Mahomes is trying to get his next haircut to look like Big Josh's beard. I heard puppies and kittens share photos of Big Josh amongst each other. I think that's true. I did hear that. Yeah. I heard mm-hmm. Big Josh is going to be the next president of the United States uh, just because everybody's going to write him in. I bet Big Josh, Big Josh, excuse me, Big Josh does his crossword in ink. Ooh, he just does. Says, I'm yeah. fucking confident. Look yeah. at this motherfucker. I know this. But that's Seven only down. because he already looked at it, knew all the answers, and then just could commit that to like a photographic mm-hmm. memory and write it down mm-hmm. without reading the questions anymore. Mm-hmm. He is, uh, he says, my beard needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Josh does yeah. in the chat. This is a reminder. So many ways to interact with us, right? Please join us live as we're doing this, but that's not the only way to interact with us on the show. You can use hashtag tweet the table. Go on to Twitter. X, I guess they call it. Go on to X. I ain't fucking calling it that. Um, Listen, I, I'm going to be honest. Nobody's going to go on to X now and like follow us and, and start if they're not already there. If you're already there, stay doing it. We'll do the hashtag tweet the table while it exists. This thing's crashing and burning soon. It's going to get sold off. It's going to be like MySpace. So while it exists, feel free to use hashtag tweet the table. We got one of those that I'll read later in the show. And you can also email us, tableshow at gmail.com. But we exist on a slew of social medias. TikToks, threads, Instagram, Facebook. All of it. All YouTube, of it. All of that available at SpanishNownsTable.net. All the links are there. And that's where you're going to know, hey, oops, we got to do the show Wednesday. Hey, we're going to start late, right? Those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Stick with us, and we, and please talk to us, because we want more of this. We want to engage with the Table Nation. Hell yeah. So now let's get back you. to our list here, yeah. Tom, right? Because we have the great Big Josh. We'll talk more about how great Big Josh is uh, mm-hmm. supplying us this tasty malt beverages here. Mm. Mm. 
Tom, who was the WWE Divas Champion on July 24th, 2013? Fucking Christ. Uh, Nikki. Yeah, that was the best part of this part. Uh, fucking Nikki Bella. No, no. You might yeah, like who was the WWE Divas Champion at the time. AJ Lee. AJ Lee. Yeah, it was only those two, wasn't it? All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the only thing that she did, not the only thing, but she was a good wrestler. But obviously her biggest moment, in my opinion, the most notable was when she says talent isn't sexually transmitted when she was talking to the Bellas. That was a fucking fire line. That yeah. is one of the best lines yeah. in wrestling. Yeah, it was a great line. Albeit, I think they were kind of like, bitch, you're, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're in the fucking, you're fucking the champion. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. Who were the WWE tag team champions? There was only one. These were not split at the time. Uh, in mm. July 24, 2013. The, um, so, yeah. Okay. I do know this one. So, if Dean was the United States champion, that means Roman and Seth were Roman the tag champions. The Shield. The Shield. Yes. Uh -huh. But here's the thing that I always thought was interesting. Mm. So, then, you know, uh, New Day was like, oh, Freebirds rule. But the Shield never did that. I felt like the Shield should have been no, like, No, and I hey. feel like, didn't they also, later at some point after this run, the de facto tag team of the shield became Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins because right, they started kind of making Roman was going to be the big dog. Right. But I thought, I thought with the three of them, you could have a round Robin of the United States champion and a round Robin of the fucking tag. Well, that would champion. be great. If they were just like, we're free bird ruling the three titles, three titles one single, two tag yeah. teams. That's never been done before. Has it? That's amazing. No, that that's what I always thought. I was like, that would be really interesting because then if you're going up against a big muscle guy, well, Roman so, facing him. Much how like Christian is like the champion, but then when they're like, no, but he's the champ, right? Like when they're yeah. like both the champion. Uh, yes, they should start doing that with like a, a like the Jericho Appreciation Society, right? If they had a couple different champions, all of them yeah. were the champions. Right? Like, we're not going fill in. Yeah. It's standing yeah. understudy. Yeah. Ray Mysterio, that's going to be Seth Rollins tonight. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, hardcore match. We got like, Dean Ambrose doing Dalton that one. Castle could have his boys do the stand in, right? <laughs> For him. Perfect. <laughs> during yeah. title matches and shit. Uh -huh. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Local enhancement talent. Yeah. Dalton Castle's like, I ain't going yeah. to Yeah, he's that. like wrestling them. And then, like, they're about to lose. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm back in now. It's me. Yeah, it's He's me. out. Right. <laughs> yes. That's a great idea. All right. Uh, who was? All right. Final thing. We're sticking with the WWE world, but lest you forgot, July 24, 2013, back in time. NXT existed. Tom, who was the NXT champion on July 24th, 2013? Great NXT yeah. champion. One of my favorite NXT champions ever. Okay. So the first one. Seth Rollins. The second one is Big E. The third one is Bo Dallas. The fourth one is Neville. And then the fifth one is Sami Zayn. And then the sixth one is Kevin Owens. So where in there is 2013? <laughs> Sami Zayn. It was Bo Dallas. Bo God. Dallas NXT was such an amazing, like, character and just fun experiment but hey come on give that to me i just named the five no, you did no that's great no that's great that's very great what i liked about that bodell thing was that like the fans legitimately hated, hated that bodell's character to the point that they smartened up and said we can't boo this guy we have to like turn around and read things and from that bodell took that happening and made that 
made him become one of the most beloved characters off of that just by leaning into it right just he being became like kurt angle okay right and just yeah fucking, oh he became kurt angle with the three eyes and everything can be done if you believe yeah i used to have a coffee cup of yeah. believe remember but that? then it became like now we want to turn around and now we yeah, want no, to like read no. the paper on this guy get the fuck so out of here fun. no so fun so fun. All right. NXT Women's Champion on July 24th, 2013. Bitch. Mm -hmm. Him, Natalia. Mm. This is Paige. And it's because Paige won the title at a taping that occurred on June 20th. However, that match did not air until July 24th, 2013, the very same day as the first episode of the Spanish Down Stable. Oh, we are exactly as old as NXT. Or no, yeah, as well, the, the NXT women's, women's Championship. Sorry. Yes. NXT yeah, Women's Championship. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There you go. There you go. Uh, officially, officially on, on, you know, on record. And then mm -hmm. the final question, then the NXT tag team champions on July 24th, 2013. Ascension. You would think it's the Ascension, but it's not the Ascension. Okay. Hold on. Ooh, I'm going to just go on a big guess here. FTR. Ooh, it's not FTR. It's Adrian Neville, Pac and Corey Graves. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Corey Graves, a little promising career that ended abruptly, yeah? Yeah, promising he was going to be CM Punk except yeah. for bad. He was going to be, yeah, he was going to be the, like, he was going to be the pseudo Raider. Stay down, yeah. Stay down. I got it tattooed on my knuckles, yeah. so that's why I mean it. I'm, I'm straight edge. For what it's worth, um, very good at what he does on the commentary thing, right? I think he found a great home there after that, right? What it's worth. All right. So, now let's get into some fun stuff, Tom. Not back that that wasn't fun. Time. But yeah, yeah. Back in time. We're, we're kind of taking a trip back in time here because well, we've got some emails. We've got some phone calls, if you will. They're audio files. We've got a video in here. We've got a tweet the table. All in response to our plea saying, hey, it's the 10-year anniversary of the Spanish announce table. We want to hear from the table nation. Do you have a favorite moment do you have a lingering question that you never had answered? Do you hate something about the Spanish announce table that you need to get off your chest? Let us know. We want to hear it. Are you ready for all this, Tom? Yes, and then I got a question for you afterwards between us. I was not ready for that. All right. Yeah. I have anxiety now. All right, let's go on and see. So, Tom, if you'll remember back in the day, the email – Josh in the, here in the chat says, Graves annoys me sometimes, like when he was impersonating Kaiser this past Monday. I'll agree. He, I say he's found a good home. He's good at what he does, but he is very, he's one note Charlie, right? Like he plays the same kind of hit over and over again. Well, he figured it out. He figured out what, what Vince liked. Now he does what Vince likes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he could be better if he was in a different setting. He was great lines. when yeah. he started. When yeah. he was starting and figuring it out and kind of was given the freedom to figure it out, he was doing great stuff. And then, and I'm not saying Vince, whoever the powers that maybe it was Michael Cole, right? They like, hey, we actually like it when you just Michael do Hayes, this thing. Right. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, then I'm going to double down on that. And now he's just been doing that. Right. Since. Yeah. Because they keep but, sending me these six figure checks right now. I'm going to vote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course. Hey, listen, if you guys are hurt, I mean, like, I might, well, maybe not there. Hey, by the way, that. shout out Eric Young. Did you see uh, it came out lately? Mm -hmm. They were like, why did you write? He was like, I couldn't fucking work for Fuck that Vince. Fuck yeah, him, I ain't working yeah. fucking Vince McMahon. Good so much you. that he was like, hey, listen, I know we killed me over here in Impact, but like, let's just unkill me, right? Well, and it's yeah. Impact, right? Like, fucking yeah. Sammy Callahan would appear out of nowhere. <laughs> like, fuck out of here. 
All right. God. Let's get into it. Weird. Impact got weird. All right. Um. So you'll remember back in the day, we used to field a lot of emails, right? A lot of emails. And one of our most faithful emailers and longest fans. Here, take a guess. We're not getting crazy, are we? We're not starting off hot. No, we're not starting off hot. No, I mean, <laughs> okay. well, this is hot. This is hot stuff right here. Well, this but is I'm from, not, yeah. I, I, well, I was thinking yeah. unPGBL, oh, yeah. and I was no, like, no, no, Jesus no. Christ. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, geez, man, we got yeah. to warm up for something like <laughs> That's that. That's what I'm saying. We uh, got to get, no. get on but, my on ramp. I'm going to say Cata. Well, yeah, we used to read Cata first. However, Cata did not uh, send us in something here. But it's only fitting that if we're going to go to our first member of the Table Nation to speak to today, it's going to be Katie, the First Lady. The First Lady! Katie, the First Lady. And she sent us in an email. Let me uh, pull it up here and get ready. You ready for this one from Hell Katie, yeah. the First Lady? She says, well, gentlemen, happy 10 years. Good Lord. You guys actually made it a full decade. Laugh out loud. What can I say? You guys certainly bring some fun. As y'all were one of the first wrestling podcasts I've ever listened to, and all because of Rob Schamberger. Wonder what he's up to these days. Anyway, thanks for all the apologies. Not that they were warranted, but I am the first lady after all. Mm -hmm. Thanks for reading all the emails I've sent, including my message about my father's passing. That meant a Mm -hmm. lot. Uh, I apologize for not being as active as I used to be, but uh, with the way Twitter is going it lately, it may be a permanent thing. Uh, but thanks for this show as an outlet for wrestling fans such as myself to vent. Last thing, maybe one of these days I could join an episode to chat face-to-face. Thank you. Here's another 10 years later. Cheers, Katie, the first lady. Love it. Katie, of course. Lady. Look, I told this to someone today. We were talking about wrestling, and I got a little just aggravated kind of with the landscape of AEW. But what I said to this person was, uh, diversity is always welcomed in every aspect of my life. And for 10 years, it's been two guys, two white guys from the Kansas City metro area talking pro wrestling. So if we get someone from the East Coast, a female perspective, of course, come on in. Again, the thing that I've said since day one, well... Since we decided that fuck that, we're not going to get it on the radio. Um, that this podcast is, it's it's just two guys talking pro wrestling. Picture it as, as if it's in a bar or your favorite, you know, hangout establishment, and you can pull up uh, a, a stool and talk with us. Pull up a chair, but, right? But we we aren't kicking you out because we hate your shit. We ain't correcting you because who gives a fuck? It's a TV show. Yeah. We're just having to some fun. extent can't be a shitbag human being to others We're well i'm talking about with, the, yes, well, with with the wrestling talk yes yeah if you're like i fucking love jeff jerry i'm like i think you're wrong but you're allowed yeah. here you're fine yeah. you know definitely allowed we yeah. may we may continue to argue about this topic, but you're allowed. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I can guarantee we're going to continue to talk about. Yeah. Continue to argue about the greatness of Jeff Jarrett. Even all right. Um, Katie, the first lady, though, is, is amazing. And yes, Rob Schamberger, uh, the artist for WWE, we've had him on here several times because again, he lives here in the Kansas City metro area, and he used to be a regular at least every year, and would and would kind of run down a WrestleMania recap from his events there. Mm-hmm. And because of Rob Schamberger uh, being friendly and, and and helping us out at times, like would mention our show uh, from time to time in his travels and things. And I think through a, a retweet or something, Katie, the first lady was, was a fan of Rob Schamberger's and found our thing and has been 
a, a loyal listener. And again, like, look, we know over 10 years, nobody's listened to every single damn episode. I don't know if Tom's listened to every episode of this podcast. No. Only reason I might have listened to every episode is because, like, I have to put the production together at the end of the day. Mm. But sometimes Tom live streams and I don't, you know what I mean? And when I'm on vacation, so maybe not. Maybe neither of us have listened to every episode all the way through of this thing. But, but she has been just one of the most, like, it's heartwarming, right? When I when I hear from Katie the First Lady, I feel like I'm like, all right, we're doing something right. If somebody who seems like this good of a person and this nice and, and this, you know what I mean, this fun-loving and stuff like that is, is interested in what we have to say and is a fan of ours that we're, we're not doing something wrong, right? Like, we're, we're doing okay, yeah? Yeah, I love to read her perspective online, especially, like, when it comes up to pay-per-views and she gives her picks because I like to see how close I am to what she picked. Great so thing. No, yeah, no, go ahead and read the yeah, shit. I already saw uh, it. How to be a business analyst is in the chat. And by the way, if you need to know how to be a business analyst, and believe you me, you ought want to know how to be a business analyst. It can be quite lucrative. Uh, if you want to know how to be a business analyst, you're trying to struggle to get into that field. I know a guy. His name is How to Be a Business Analyst. Right? First name, How to Be. Mm-hmm. Last name, Business Analyst. <laughs> Check out his YouTube page. So many fun, entertaining videos and informative videos on how to be a business analyst. You won't, you won't regret it. He says, happy anniversary, guys. After all this time has passed, I need Tom to finally concede the greatness of Bret Hart. How to be, listen, Tom only concedes the greatness of Jeff Jarrett. He doesn't concede the greatness of Bret Hart. Look, I'm just going to say that uh, as my... Um, Dear how to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'll, I'll just let you know that in recent uh, time, since my disdain for both Jeff Jarrett and a, and uh, Bret Hart has came out, AEW has decided to use them uh, the least amount they ever have just came out this week that Bret Hart was like, hey, I want to be an agent. And yeah. AEW said, fuck oh. that. <laughs> so I don't think he is the greatest of all time. I know yeah. one guy, his rival, runs a whole promotion called NXT, and it's doing pretty well. And the other one was told, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. Why don't you just play the music and, and dance when, when we tell you to dance? And he said no. And that is Bret Hart. Bret Hart stinks. He's a good wrestler. <laughs> and that's about it. He, he can't it. cut a promo. He can't fucking do anything but the one note. You ever seen him be funny? Nope. You ever seen him fucking join Not a intentionally, faction? at least. <laughs> yeah. But you ever seen him join a faction that wasn't his family members that was good? Nope. NWO 2000, ring a bell. Well, Everything again, the he- reason we, we were interested in the Team Canada thing that they had going anyway is because of their disdain for the Shawn Michaels sophomoric antics about it. Like yeah. it was never that team Canada was cool or whatever they were calling which, themselves. Which I tell you what, we'll get into our AW um, recap, but sure seems like Bret Hart's disdain for fun has been rubbing off on FTR. Hmm? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? The So many the things fun to police. say about them. Yeah. The yeah. fun police. The, the fucking sheriff is Bret yeah. Hart. Oh, I've got some. Yeah. Remind me to talk about that FTR promo that where you told him on Twitter, where you said relax and drink a beer, right? Like, yeah, I've got something to talk about that. Where he was, yeah, where he was the whole thing about him, like I worked ten years or whatever. Yeah, remind me when we're talking about dynamite. Talk about that because I don't want to yeah. cloud the subject now. As we're yeah. talking about ten years of the Spanish announce table, we've got emails, we've got calls. If you're listening to this now and you're like, man, I missed the boat, 
I missed when they said they were doing this where we could have sent something in. You shouldn't have missed it. We said it for like eight fucking weeks. But hey, if you missed it, Things feel happen. free to send something in. We'll celebrate ourselves next week. We'll celebrate ourselves the week after that. I don't give a sh- Yeah, please. If you hey. want to do what uh, the fine folks have done here tonight, feel free to do it. Twelve and a half years in, we'll celebrate our ten-year yeah. anniversary. If you want to send something, ten in. year in a week. <laughs> let's let's crack some beers and let's go. So, all right, we've got a call this time. We've got Ooh. a call from a guy across the pond. Over the years, we've had listeners from around the world, right? We've had mm-hmm. Australian listeners. We've had folks from New Zealand. New Zealand. We've had folks from England. We've had folks from Germany. We've had folks from Japan. We've had folks from who knows where, right? Some not everybody tells us where they're from. This one is from a listener who's been around for a long time. It goes by the name of Kiwi Tots. You remember Kiwi Tots? Oh, yes. Yes. Kiwi Tots. So let's play Kiwi's Call. Hello, Tom and Tim. It's Kieran. Yes, or AKA Kiwi Tots calling in from the south of the United Kingdom. I want to wish you both a very big congratulations and well done on your 10th anniversary. Uh, It's lovely to be here on this very special show, but I also want to say a big, big thank you to to you and all of the contributors to this amazing podcast. I've lapsed a little bit for uh, being a pro wrestling fan. I've gone off WWE, gone with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW and then got back to it and then come back and yeah it's all a bit hickledy pickledy as we say here in Britain and in Ireland probably too uh, however I just wanted to say thank you so much to the both of you to the bottom of my heart um, for everything that you have done um, I'm loving your content particularly on TikTok at the moment I've really got into that um, so so yeah um, you can check me out at Kieran UT. So it's C I A R A N U T. So a quite a plug there. And also, I'm on Twitter or X, whatever it's called now. We don't really know, do we? So take care. This is the Goodwill Ambassador Kiwi Tuts or Kieran. I hope you are well. And um, guys, just keep on, keep on doing what you're doing because it's awesome. Isn't that fun? That just warms That's, my heart. I know. It's he, great. He's one yeah. of the folks who, again, this podcast, um, I, I was into wrestling podcasting before Tom and I met, mm-hmm. and we met at a radio station while I was doing the production work, uh, running the boards for Fight Show Live, an MMA radio show that Tom was a co-host of, and uh, he brought up, you know, we brought up Wrestling Fandom, and we thought we should do a podcast, and it kind of went out of there. So a lot of those folks that listened to that other podcast, where I was a contributor to, came over. So he's been one of the longtime listeners. Good production then, on that call. Very good production on that call. And then also, we've just remained over the years. Like, that other podcast had hundreds of, of regular contributors, but he's one of the few that I think have remained contact and friends-ish, if you will, for 10 years now. Yeah, look, and I don't mean to offend you or Kiwi or anyone who's from that podcast over to here. Uh, I hated it. I thought it yeah. sucked. But that's just my opinion. But we are actually friends on, I believe, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. So I see all of his stuff. He's uh, the a super awesome guy. And yeah. all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Awesome Great person. Um, love. I love him a lot. Right? Like, yes. Yeah. And and that's awesome. And, we're, and we thank you for that call. And it was really fun. And I, man, 
this uh, this ride, that's one of the things that I think we like about this most is those connections. And that's why we keep mm-hmm. imploring you, right? Get in the chats. Talk to us like how to be. Our friend how to be a business analyst here says, yo, as long as Tom realizes the greatness of Pat's stay, which he does, we all good. R.I.P. Pat stay. R.I.P. Pat stay. All right. So let's get into the next audio call. And this audio call is coming from a man whose beard is so fluffy that people mistake it for clouds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He has a secret handshake with strangers. He does have a secret handshake. With, I've seen it. And I asked <laughs> yeah. him if I could see the secret handshake. And he said, we've got some work to do, but you'll get there. Right. He filled me with hope. He filled me with hope. And it is Big Josh, the Rebel Trucker, and we're going to play his call right now. You ready, Tom? I'm excited. Are you guarding yourself? Because yes, I've built a, well, I've built a, I've built a wall around my heart to see what we're going to get here. Okay. Okay. Around the heart. He threatened me. I don't know if the heart is what you need to build a wall around. Because <laughs> <laughs> he threatened me one time. Okay. And it's great yeah. that he threatened you because this comes up later, even after Big Josh, and I had kind of forgotten that. Big Josh threatened you, but you've received threats over the years from many folks. So this is fun. Here we go. (laughs) I love how you're like, yeah, duh. (laughs) Podcast, real life, fucking. When I hang up here today, yeah, of course. This the mailman off today. Fucking spit on him. All right, here we go. (laughs) What is up, you guys? Big Josh, the Rebel Trucker here. Can't believe it's been ten years since you and T-Mac started this show. A lot of memories. A lot of great shows. Some shows better than others. But it's it's been a wild ride. Wild, wild ride. A lot of good memories. A lot of good memories. And don't think I've forgotten, T-Mac. I owe you a truck up the ass. It's coming one of these days. And now that I'm staying in the Kansas City area, it's a hell of a lot closer than it mm-hmm. used to be. Plotting. Here's to another 10 years, you guys. I hope to be here for the entire ride. And this has been Big Josh the Rebel Trucker, and I am out of here. Uh, <laughs> I love that. He didn't. He's just like, up your ass. Right? Like, it's coming. I like the... Uh, Nick Gage delivery of the Big Josh promo, right? That was Slow, great. it's measured. Which it's side it's got, note. but he's like got a point. Like I'm coming for you. Yes, and and side note, I will say this: besides him having a perfectly perfectly shaped head, he also does really really good TikToks. He does like the mouthing yeah. and stuff with like audio oh, over yeah, it and yeah, it's like yeah. sped up and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's good editing. He's really good on TikTok. No, yes, definitely TikTok. You should follow Big Josh. I think it's at the Rebel Trucker. Correct me if I'm wrong. Feel free to join in on the chat here. Big yeah, Josh, still just tweet here, us Josh. if you need Say to correct it. us. Um, yeah. But Big Josh, again, one of these folks from the other podcast has been probably here since day one. If they oh, didn't really? listen to the first, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he came from there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. so a lot of our early pe- listener base did. And so that's why Dude. we like to give it some reverence because that's what kind of got us a kickstart in the in yeah. the pro wrestling community. Yeah. So many good people coming from such a bad show. That is incredible. Mm. Uh, <laughs> How to be a business analyst says that call from Kiwi Tuts made me think, do you guys have any favorite ring entrance songs over the years? Well, are we are we saying original or just ring entrances? I just think ring entrances. I mean, I like the before they changed 
Orange Cassidy's when he had the what was it the Pixies that he had? Uh huh. The yeah. Pixies. Yep. The Jungle Boy Jungle Life. So fun, and I'm a little upset it's gone. Right. I'll, I'll be. I yeah. like this Jungle Boy character turn, but man, that was always so fun. As far as ring entrance songs, other than that, I mean, well, because this is what I was going to say. To clarify, just to make sure I'm on on point here, I was thinking because, as I said on the almost half year awards, uh, when the guns came out to Mini Men, I thought that was the best entrance so far of the year. So that was one that popped in my head. But oh, that's yeah. Fifty Cent song. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't think How to Be a Business Analyst has seen that. I forget what match that was. What what event that was? I'm going to have to send it to him. It was against FTR. Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Search for that. AW Dynamite FTR versus the guns. They call themselves the guns of the gun club. I forget the guns, the guns, the guns. Uh, their entrance. Yeah. With 50 cents, mini men. Mm-hmm. But now Ooh, all, it was fire. That time, was hot stuff. I was like, man, you guys should do that every time. Yeah. Well, I think they're wanting to do it for the England show. So we'll see if that happens, but all time, if we're going with original concepts, Nakamura is a great one. I still love Nakamura's Very true. Um, going a little bit further <laughs> back. I always loved stone cold. Steve Austin's going a little bit farther back than that. Here's a fun one. I love the Steiner brothers from WCW. Mm. Steiner. How about over the years, right? Well, let's let's stick to the years of the Spanish announce table. How about Rusev on a fucking tank? Oh yeah. 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 That's the fucking (laughs) shit. Yeah. That was bootios. Speaking of bootios, when fucking new day came out of the cereal. Yes. That was fucking awesome too. That was a cool. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It came out of a big cereal box. That was fucking stuff. awesome. That is good stuff. Brian J in the chat says, what's going on, my friends? While I haven't been here since the beginning, I have been here a few years. Congratulations on 10 years. And Brian J, I can't tell you how perfect your timing is because next up in our list of contributions from the Table Nation is an email from Brian J. Bay Bay. And he says, I feel like a relative newcomer to the podcast. I do a lot of, oh, let me, hold on. I forgot. I got to put up. There's Brian J uh, with Nick Gage giving everybody the bird, right? Found a fun picture of that online. Brian J says, I feel like a relative newcomer to the podcast. I do a lot of driving for a living, so podcasts are a lifesaver. I started with the basics, like Jericho and a couple of others four years ago. They never really held my attention. I stumbled across the Spanish announce table on Twitter, instantly followed you, and got into the podcast. And I've enjoyed the show every week. The breakdowns are fun and T-Mac going off is hilarious. But I agree with most of what he says. The show resonates with me. When DWF made their announcement, Dynamic Wrestling Federation, Mm -hmm. I reached out to Strider immediately and he brought me in to help. Then I heard the episode with Trinity and Simon. I was stoked because they are great wrestling guys who became good friends, especially Trinity. Side note, Trinity is an awesome dude. Oh yeah. Uh, when it changed hands to Strider and Joe and became CSW, I hit one of my life goals. I am now part of a company that I watched in person with my dad when I was three years old. Not only is the Spanish announce table entertaining and fun, it also helps dreams come true. Thank you for what you do. Your friend, Brian J. Bay Bay. And Man, I I don't even know what to say. That's well. Here, here's what I'll say: couple things. First off, um, now that you are with Central States Wrestling, uh, but you are still a relative uh, newcomer to the Spanish Announce Table, check out our archives. Our very mm. first guest ever, very first guest ever, 
was Michael Strider. Mm -hmm. And then a couple weeks after that, we had Joe McDonald. So if you want to get to know some of their backstory, go to the archives. I'm saying go way, like 10s, 11s. It was way We did make a goof uh, with that interview, remember? Because Michael Strider had recently retired. Oh, dude. This is one of the worst things. And, and Brian, if you don't know this, you're going to hear his uh, government name because the way here's a, here's a fun back. And maybe don't share the full government name now. Right, these yeah, days, right? No, but I you can go back and see it. Right. Yeah. Well, but because the way I got introduced to Strider right. was at the time when he was out of pro wrestling, he worked for title boxing and title boxing was a sponsor of the fight show live. And so kind of, small world here and then when tim and i started to do our podcast he got back into pro wrestling but i didn't know what the fuck to call him because i didn't know if he was all in or just kind of doing a one-off so yeah, I thought he was at the time a retired kansas city right. wrestling legend yeah and so, so we were using his name <laughs> yeah because i was like well, let's talk about the yeah. character but yeah right. he was so fucked up a little bit but uh well, go the back thing is that, that he never told us in the moment because yeah, he's a no, swell guy he doesn't want to he doesn't want to cause a problem he doesn't want to cause a fight but we called him all day long we're like yeah justin we can say justin we're like justin this justin that we've got justin here tonight justin uh-huh. justin and then you tell me like several weeks later he's like by the way yeah had a blast okay. but <laughs> and i was like dude you should have said something yeah but anyhow brian i would say check out um Check out those early podcasts if you ever have time again while you're driving around. Yeah. And second, not to just be saying, hey, thanks for everyone come in and then go to somewhere else. But he also, Brian, co-host on the I-70 uh, podcast. Hot tag. That's the I-70 hot, hot tag. tag. Yeah, yeah. The I-70 hot tag podcast, which sponsors Central States Wrestling. Uh, so check him out when he's doing yeah. uh, the podcast there. Uh, and also about Michael Strider. So Michael Strider again. You knew him through through this thing. So you know you, you you're right through the fight show live and through the the MMA work that you've done. And you brought him onto our show. You're like, hey, I got our first interview, and that was awesome. And he was so cool. And I would have thought that that might be you know like the last I ever interacted with Michael Strider. Now we've 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 seen him at wrestling shows. We've done various things on the show, but. Michael Strider, I've ran into this guy in public so many times where he will yeah, stop what he's doing and we will have long form conversations. Like I'm talking to an old friend and he's a super awesome guy. And Brian J. Bay Bay has been that super awesome guy to me. And I feel like mm-hmm. we haven't yet met in person that I'm aware of and I'm upset about that. I can't make these Central States wrestling shows because it feels like undoubtedly every time they book one, it's something that is also going on with my family life, right? And I'm like, I can't ever make it. To a show, you know? But if you're in the Kansas City area, the Saturday is the next one. Yeah, where I will be at a wedding. So I can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's an hour-long uh, match between Dak Draper and Jeremy yes. White, who also yes. we got introduced through Michael Strider. Yes, and also I think at that show they will be having the Nicholas Mayo Memorial match, which is a uh, shout-out for the show Money Mayo. Um, mm-hmm. So you should check that out and support that yep. as well. Yeah. Um, because he's a swell dude and been a friend to us. So great guy. So okay, I think let's move on to the next person. Yeah, you ready for this one? Let's this do one, it. This is another one who began listening to us because of the WIR, the other the other podcast. Lives overseas Man. over there in the England. But him and I used to have a beef, and we would measure who had more Twitter followers at the time, right? Because we had joined like at near the exact same date. We both contributed to this podcast we both like 
debuted around the same date. So it became this kind of like war of like who was more popular, right? Friendly war, right? We would do it. To one point, he brought up and asked, why is my mom following you on Twitter? <laughs> and I go, I don't know. I didn't ask her. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I did follow her. Yeah, that's right. Because my point was, I'm going to go to everybody that follows him, and I'm just going to follow them. And half of these people are going to follow me back because that's what people do, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. he, says, he says, what the hell? All right, Brian J. in the chat says, probably going to go uh, be on my new podcast launching on August 6th with Patriot Pat. Uh, Tom can come. He knows I'll hook him up, right, if you go to the wrestling show. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, all right, let's get into this next one from Ash Hendricks. We used to call him A.H. Walker very early back in the days, but we got a call from Ash Hendricks. And are you ready for this? This is fun stuff. Yeah. I don't think all I've right. ever heard him before. Okay. Gentlemen, my name is Ash. As you already know, I just want to send a big old congratulations to you guys for the 10-year anniversary. It's kind of crazy. Like, I listened to the first one all those years ago. Ten years ago, to be exact, actually, if you if you wanted to count. And it's just crazy. I've obviously missed a few in the middle there, but it's crazy that we actually reached ten years. Like, when I first started listening to this show, I was in my 20s. And now I'm a 30-year-old man, which is kind of crazy. Especially Tim's known me since I was, like, 17 or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> but that's crazy. Anyway, I wanted to just say, like... My favorite thing about the show was definitely the uh, the Scott Steiner clips. It was always the fat asses one or take your clothes off, I'm working off. (laughs) That shit was jokes as fuck. Uh, Dude, anytime they would come on, I would be creasing. And the fact that you guys don't do it anymore is kind of racist. So I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) Anyway, personally as well, another thing for me that I really enjoyed about the show is like my favorite thing with podcasts when it's just two people just like bullshitting. And just chatting shit, and that was what you guys were doing. It was you guys were ch- you chat a lot of shit, both of you, especially you, Tim, motherfucker. Uh, you know what I mean. So, like, whenever so it was always a pleasure to listen to. It's not like these little radio shows that you have where it's like a guest has to be all corporate and nothing. It was just two guys just kicking back. It's like if there wasn't uh, a recorder here and all this and a big radio station in between you guys, it's like a conversation that you guys would probably have. I imagine. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm I'm speculating. Anyways, anyways, congratulations. And um, my talking point for the week then, uh, in in regards to modern day wrestling, I want to know from you guys who is your favorite wrestler or wrestlers of the last ten years and why? Thank you. Uh, guys, so fun. <laughs> How is the Scott Steiner thing racist? I need a further explanation <laughs> that we're well, not had... playing Steiner clips. <laughs> I'm gonna have to listen back because he had a fucking cool phrase in there that I want to steal, where he said "jokes as fuck" or something. Yeah, it was "jokes as fuck." Yeah, is that like a yeah. British I phrase? It. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. the Scott Steiner um, clips held a very special place in this show, and at some point, it just felt like we were doing it to death. So we kind of stopped doing it. I have well, felt since we've brought back in the like the video clips where I can like throw in and say, "I am the real victim here." Or I don't expect anything less from a bunch of neckbeard, stinky twats. <laughs> so maybe I could throw some Steiner stuff back in there with the video clips, like we do on well, the live stream. Yeah, because you know, peeking behind the curtain, when we left the radio station, we were going on. Uh, was skype and so shit Mm -hmm. we didn't even know like that wasn't a thing so um now that we have more technology catching up to what we used to do yeah i could see that yeah we did get kicked out of the evil corporation kicked us out of the studio i.e 
the radio station I worked at said, hey, you guys can't fucking work here. You can't do your podcast here anymore. <laughs> but do you know when that was? Mm. On our three-year anniversary show. Oh, it was the three-year anniversary <laughs> show. That's right, because we had the Regal Twins and Sharkbait and in Shark there drinking Bait. beers, and the brand new GM, who had been there like two weeks, comes yep. in, he's there at 9 p.m. at night. We're like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? It's a ghost town there normally. The cleaning crew is there. John Cena, the cleaning guy, would be there, and nobody else, because <laughs> you couldn't see him. Right, so like... <laughs> They were there, and he shows up, and he's like, what the fuck's going on here, guys? And we're like, oh, hey, we're doing the show, which the previous management all knew of and were aware of and were fine. But he looks yeah. around sees a bunch of beers open. He recognizes one of the guys from the gym or something, so he tries to have a conversation. But we get a quick email later, like, hey, you need to come in and talk to me, and we can no longer do personal projects at the studios. And I said, well, that's the only reason I took your nine-something dollar-an-hour job, dipshit. Like, I needed the radio <laughs> access. And so we were out of there. So, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, the Steiner Clips ended there because it took us a while to figure out how to do the show remotely. Like you see today, Josh misses How About the Mad Ox. The Mad Ox. Oh. You fucking love that guy so much. I just that's wanted a- the Mad Ox character. That's it. our white elephant. That's our, <laughs> our white whale. That's our white whale as far as guests. If we get him on the show, we've we've accomplished something. The Mad Ox. I give a fuck about Brad Maddox. I just wanted Brad the Mad Ox. I just wanted that character. <laughs> I can't even. All right. Oh, gosh. Okay, let's move on to who the next person is. Let me find out where we were here. Oh, so we were talking to Ash Hendricks. He gave us all those fun memories. And he, today, after I loaded everything up, I've done everything. I've got the show all prepared, ready to go. I get an email from Ash saying, hey, I sent another one. And he goes, I've definitely been drinking. <laughs> I was like, okay, I got to get this. Sorry, are you ready for call number two, Tom? From well, Ash. do you want to answer Do you want to answer his first question? Oh, his first question, first right. Yeah, that's right. My answer to that is an easy one. My favorite wrestler of the last 10 years, you might call this recency bias, it's MJF. I feel like he hits everything fucking at a 10 and just, to me, measured up to anybody else I've seen over the last 10 years is still my favorite. I would say if you were to take the entire lifespan of the podcast, mm. my overall for like longevity and the moment okay, okay. would be would be. Daniel Bryan slash Brian Daniels. Yeah, that's a good one. Because that was WrestleMania 30, then the retirement, then coming back, yeah. all the AEW stuff, all that. But there's only one right answer. And MJF is a great answer, but it's wrong. The one right answer Bret Hart. is... God damn it. He wasn't around during this podcast. Ah, the one right Jeff answer... Jarrett. God damn it, he wasn't around either. Well, I mean, the, he was. <laughs> I know. The one right answer is Eddie fucking Kingston. That is the best ever. Uh, he was even doing great stuff in Chicago and then evolved. That's where, honestly, when I got exposed to him is when he was lending a helping hand to friend of the show shark bait, uh, when they were both in evolve and then it just took off from there. And so yeah, yeah. Eddie King's the fucking the man for me. Katie, the first lady in the chat here asks us favorite interviews. And I'm going to assume she means favorite interviews that we've done. And I'm bad at lists, right? So Tom is generally the guy who can give you like, here's my first and second, third and fourth. I, I being the good bullshit artist I can be, can like hash out any details and make anything number one. So I never can make a list in my own head. Right. 
So I will tell you some of my favorite interviews over the years that stick out immediately when you ask that question. Dolph Ziggler, because we strong armed this interview and bumped an actual radio station. <laughs> And, and that might have been some of the fallout as to why we weren't allowed either. Um, you know, who knows? Um, that one sticks out. The biggie one sticks out because that guy gave us all the time in the world because nobody else was at this ice storm car dealership meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Meet and greet at a car dealership during an ice storm. Like, we had to drive 20 miles an hour to get there. <laughs> On top of, it was Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, yes. <laughs> So here we are with my eight-year-old, I think, child, <laughs> my boy, and his friend who don't, like, they know of wrestling because dad watched but they don't give a shit. But I just right. had to, like, be in charge of them that day. But now we roll up with a with a little dat recorder and a mic, and we're just like, hey, you ain't got shit else going on, right, Biggie? Right, and he yep. gave us a fun interview. If you haven't listened, go back and look for that one. Um, that one sticks out. The Shield interview where we interviewed Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Uh, just because their responses were so in the moment great and just eye rolling yeah. about the idea that Tom could wrestle them in a match. <laughs> Which, finding out some details about the true people, motherfuckers, I think I can take it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, um, those stick out. And then, of course, the ones that also stick out are our local guys. The Dak Draper interviews, your Michael Striders, your Jeremy Wyatts, the Rob Schamberger mm-hmm. interviews from the early days, like, those always stick out in my mind near dear because again, those are tangible things. Like those are relationships we've made and I, I value those a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the coolest one for me, like the fucking one where I almost wanted to pat myself on the back was the same week that Bobby Lashley made mm. his surprise debut in TNA impact. We a got surprise interview on. Yeah. yeah. I called him up. He answered. He knew he remembered who I was because it wasn't that long ago since I had worked with him. And he was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And so honestly, we were the first interview for Bobby Lashley making his Impact uh, debut. And this was still when Impact was on Spike TV. This isn't like Impact today where it's like, who the fuck's over there? Um, But uh, that was one of my favorites. Jeremy Wyatt was a great local one because he came on multiple times and it wasn't necessarily an interview that we did with him, but do you recall when we were doing the WrestleMania preview and he was the wrestler that we had and we previewed WrestleMania 30 and we're like Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. And I still remember it so distinctly. We were all like, yeah, Undertaker. Undertaker, 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 Undertaker. Yeah. Like, yeah, that moment sticks out to me as far as an interview. One of my, if I can pause you before that, one of my favorite Jeremy Wyatt moments was we were at up down in kansas city when they were doing the nwl they were doing one of their nintendo 64 tournaments and i'm just grabbing interviews right we're doing this like hey we're gonna put together a compilation like hey we grabbed a bunch of interviews from wrestlers at nwls uh you know nintendo 64 tournament at up down and so so let's get you guys in character right so they're giving us in character audio interviews and jeremy wyatt is berating you know what i mean like acting better than than us you know and everything and, and interviewing and everything and I just asked him for a quick, you know, you know, quick little interview. And he's like, all right, fine, whatever. And then I'm like, all right, thanks. And he was like, all right, now about that 20 bucks. <laughs> and he just like reaches his hand out. And I was like, 
Tom's got you at the door. He'll get you over there. <laughs> just fucking give him a slap on the arm <laughs> and just leave him hanging. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> well, remember when I kicked his ass in the Nintendo 64 yes, tournament? Yes, yes. Remember, because this thing wasn't plugged in, right? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, that's what he says. Uh, yes. But Striker was in my ear yelling the entire time. Yeah. Um. But what, what I was going to finish up with, my favorite, like, famous person yeah. interview, like, people who would know, uh, was the Mick Foley interview oh, after God, his one-man yeah. show. And the reason was not even because of the interview is because we got to him. We asked, he said, yes. And then there was a playoff game between golden state and Houston. And he's like, Hey, can I watch the end of this game before we do the interview? And we're like, of course. So we're just all watching a basketball game together, yeah. like making commentary of like good shot by Steph. Oh, I can't believe hard. Yeah, we got that. to watch the end of a basketball <laughs> game uh, playoffs with Mick yeah. Foley for free. Then, <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. he, uh, then he came on or then he's like, uh, okay, so what's the interview? I was like, Hey, so it's five questions. He goes, let's make it three. We're like, yeah. sure. Whatever. We'll ask you yeah, one. If you three, fine. Yeah, yeah. 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 He was like, guys, fucking three is what I got. Yeah. 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 Justin Forces, happy anniversary. Remember when you finagled an interview with Seamus and it was Dolph that we finagled, finagled the interview yeah. with. Yes. We were at the radio station. We stood in the door in the hallway as he was getting walked around Radio Row, and we were like, "Hey, right here hey. in this studio, we have the Spanish announce table, a pro wrestling show, right here in this radio studio." <laughs> right, not telling him this doesn't air on the radio, and they were like, "Oh, that's amazing, pro wrestling." Mm -hmm. We were like, "Yeah, <laughs> let's go." And that was actually—I don't know if Katie was asking this, but Cinco Perguntes, he actually gave the best answer of everyone. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Question number five: When I was Iron Sheik's cousin, because I had fucking a unibrow, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Number he's number one. Number two is the Shield. Their combined yeah. responses in my yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah. Um. And Josh Smith is not even going to mention the Iceman. We have to mention the Iceman. His shopping cart discussions, road stories that we did with Iceman, Iceman. So when I tried to figure this out, like who's been the guest that's been on the most times, I didn't go and count. But it has to be either Iceman, Rob Schamberger, or Jeremy Wyatt, right? It's one of those three. Mm -hmm. And, man, I don't know. It might be the Iceman. Now, the Iceman is probably the most, out of all the wrestlers, he's the one who's most contributed the most to the show, bar none, period, right? Because he oh. always did the Tweet the Tables. He's done all the Dude. Iceman is, is such an awesome guy. Yeah, he is the most welcoming person I've met at live events. MMA, boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, pro wrestling. He is legitimately the most welcoming person to yeah, where honestly, yeah, go ahead. Just warm, just warm, inviting, kind, caring, yeah. considerate. Like he's really he just, such a great so person. So I remember this very vividly. So we went to Metro Pro, I think for the first time, like together. You and I were like, let's go check out this Metro Pro. It's nearby. You had been mm -hmm. to some shows. You were like, no, it's a fun time. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And we went, and this is the shopping cart incident. Iceman is in a match against Pete Madden, and it's uh, no holds barred or something, right? Or a no, you know, no disqualification. And for some reason, there's a shopping cart in the ring, and Pete Madden is in the tree of woe in the corner, and Iceman picks up a shopping cart, you know, upside down, and just launches that thing lawn dart style right into the man's face while he's wearing a GoPro on his head. So we've got all this footage. And that night, we're all like, this is amazing. And we had already interviewed Rob Schamberger at this time. And he was like, hey, you guys interested in some wrestler interviews? And we were like, yes, we are. And he was like, this guy right here is your man. Like, he's literally standing right next to him. And he's like, this is the Iceman. And we were like, oh, we saw the Iceman, right? And he was so welcoming, like you said, from that moment on. And he gave us his contact info and has been on the show, come in the studio with us several times. 
drank beers with us. I've seen him out at Worlds of Fun, and he stopped and had conversations with me and pissed off both of our wives that we were taking so long. He is an awesome guy. Love the eyes, yeah. man. All right, let's get back into the submissions. Because remember, Ash Hendricks said, hey, I've been drinking. I've got a follow-up. Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. (laughs) It's me again, boys. Um, I want you to sack off that last question because that last question was asked. (laughs) Um, But i got a bad question for you. We'll keep sticking on the 10 years theme, but I was thinking about it, right? Will MJF still be a professional wrestler 10 years from now? And if your answer is yes, will he still be plying his trade in AEW or will he be wrestling elsewhere? Okay, cool. Have a good one. Happy 10 years. T-Mac, I ain't forgot about you. Like, about six, seven years ago, you said you and me were going to do a rap battle. You know what I mean? You and me, three you know, three rounds, 90 seconds. You know what I mean? Maybe a fourth round freestyle or something like that. But no, you've been ducking me for about six years now and I ain't forgotten about you. So if I ever see you, I've got a fucking Dustin Poirier right overhand hook like he's going to land on Justin Gaethje this weekend. Okay? Happy 10 years. Fuck off. (laughs) My answer to his question is I think MJF will be wrestling, but in the kind of like a part-timer thing. Because I think he'll yeah. also be like a B-list actor kind of a thing. Uh, the acting thing, I don't think is going to take off. Like well, that's why I said B-list, right? That's well, why I, was like, uh, you know. I think he'll, I think it'll. Again, I don't want it to always give or the something, analogy. right? Some sort of entertainment thing where he's not like he doesn't wrestle all the time, but we'll see him. Is how I feel basically. I don't. I, so mm. I know he's doing the movie with the Von er- or about the Von Erics for A twenty four that comes out on Christmas Day and all that stuff. I really think, and I don't mean to compare him to the person it feels like he always gets compared to, but I think as far as his movie career goes, it's probably going to be more like The Miz. Yeah. But I 1 million percent think but he's going to be... I think you can make be... a living doing that, right? Oh, I know, yeah. but you yeah. know what I'm saying. But I 1 million percent think he's going to be wrestling. I think 1 million percent he's going to be an AEW. Full-time. I would not you be You think shocked. full-time in 10 years? So, you, so, so that means you think AEW exists in 10 years. Yeah, but he's wrestling there in 10 years. I think, you want to hear a hot take? I think he's taking, this is just me. I have no information, just a gut feeling. I believe him being such a pro wrestling fan and pro wrestling astute observer, I think he's going to take the Triple H route. I think we're going to start to see, oh, it's MJF as like a lead producer backstage. And yeah, he ain't on this show this week, but he booked the match with and Darby point, Allen's kid. MJF has what, been promoted to chief op- operating officer yeah, of it. Yeah, Tony Khan is going to take full-time ownership of the Jacksonville Jags. And so someone needs to take over AEW and it's going to be MJF. That's the, that's where I keep thinking. Mark this episode now for anybody. If we are still existing in 10 years, which I, I mean, yeah. Nothing now would indicate that we wouldn't be. Now I understand ten years happens, right? So who knows? Well, right? yeah, there's fucking tumor. We'll see how that goes. But yeah. um, man, yeah, well, I've got kids it. and shit, so I might have a heart yeah. attack at some point. Yeah. We <laughs> should we should do a side note after this is done about all the health scares I fucking had during this show. Um, but also, Ash, uh, shout out Dustin Poirier. Yes, one million percent DP. Big left oh. hand. Can't wait. And Tom, are, are the rumors true? Are you ducking? Hey, I'm retired. We know that I'm retired. I announced it. I said I was going to do it. Ash, hey, I love you, buddy. But you never came to me. But just like Shawn Michaels, the the integrity of the term retirement 
And indeed, the concept, the philosophy of retirement rests on Tom staying retired. A retirement isn't a retirement if you don't stay retired. Ash, I'll give you a great analogy. Uh, Look, I'm Randy Couture and you're Fedor. You never made it to the big show, pal. And so I had to retire because I couldn't wait all the time. It's also one of those things where, like, look, we want to know, like, could LeBron beat MJ? But, like, they just existed in different times, right? Like, it's, yeah. So even if you came back now, like, it's not, it's not, a, it's not, not how it should have been, right? Yeah, it's not. Let's the not same. ruin what could have been and let people have their conversations. We'll remove the debate. You want to remove the debate? No. I mean, there was no fun. debate. Everybody knows Tom was the supreme grand champion battle rapper of the world, but you would have had a, you know, you would have had a puncher's chance. You could have had yeah. a line. You could have had a line that made everybody think you won. Yeah, and by the way, how to be a business analyst, I don't know if you know that about the history of the show. I, I was a battle rapper. Pretty great. Um, yeah, he's a retired battle rapper. Tommy Tsunami, two abs, T-Mac. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so just yeah. fly. Tommy All right, let's get back salad. into it. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get back into it. And this time we've got a tweet the table from one of our newer listeners of the show, but a good friend to Tom and, and Tim here, I bet more so to Tom more daily interaction with Tom. It's a tweet the table from Justin Floor. He says, congrats at Table Show on your 10-year anniversary. This past year has made wrestling more entertaining by listening to your podcast. Cheers to many more years of the show and listening to Tom admire his favorite wrestler, J-E-double-F, J-A-double-R, E-double-T, hashtag tweet the table. I don't even want to say anything because how about this? Justin floor, uh, ask me for help later this week and see what happens. Huh? See what happens. Huh? Yeah, I'm checking out early Friday, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> go, go call Jeff Jarrett for that help. Huh? You like him so much. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no, he, it's been great to hear from him. Um, Justin floor. Uh, can I say this? You pointed this out to me and I hadn't recognized it from the last few times we've gone to an event. You know, he lives in the area. He's also at the event with his children. He dresses as Orange Cassidy. Yeah, it's so events. cool. Yeah. yeah, it's great. I love it. He does such a great job. Gets his kids involved and like in a genuine way, not not like a come with me. This is my thing. Like they genuinely have a good shared experience with that. Uh, great dude. Yeah. Overall, awesome guy. Uh, so happy I got to meet him. And I'm so happy he's a part of this table nation. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We'll, we'll keep moving on from. Some of our longtime listeners submitting in emails, calls, video chats. We've got a call Ooh, from okay. a guy lives a state over. Was over there in Colorado. Oh yeah, hell yeah! All right, this is Mister Fourth Row.
it's a go, it's a go for a audio submission from yours truly, Mr. Fourth Row. Hey, Spanish Announce Table, congratulations on 10 years of podcasting. I think I've been a listener since day one-ish. Anyways, let's uh, first of all uh, go back and turn back the clock and go back in time. And one of my favorite submissions that I've ever submitted to the podcast and here it is all right mr fourth row says hello once again it's mr fourth row with an email that hopefully will be a lot of fun for this christmas season oh let's see all right so if you had two wishes one serious and one for total fun that you would like granted for this holiday season what would they be hmm well we gave you some serious ones we'll come up with some fun ones Right? Oh, I can do fun and serious. All right, can, let's do that, can... yeah. For me, they would be for the serious, for TNA to become more stable and finally drop the TNA name and just be known as Impact Wrestling. For the fun wish, that is for Donald Trump to wear a WWE championship belt at his inauguration. After all, he is a Hall of Famer, and WWE does send championship belts to sports teams when they win. <laughs> Wishing you... <laughs> That would be fun. That would really be fun. Wishing you a very best of this holiday season. Once again, that's my view, not from the cheap seats, not from the most expensive seats, but from the fourth row. Mr. Fourth Row. That would be so fun. If he like just undoes, if he's like, I know many people you know, didn't vote for me, but who's the champ? And just like rips open a suit, and he's got, and I want it to be the spinner belt, too. I want him to spin it. I, I can... I can picture this. He, okay. okay, so he puts his hand on the Bible and he gives his oath to the office, right? And yep. as soon as he does that, he turns to the crowd, unbuttons unbe- un- his jacket to unveil the WWE Championship. Yes. And he goes, I am not only your president, I am your champion. Best. And then he does the suck it. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at the Clintons and he looks at the Obamas and yeah, does, the, does the suck, suck it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's oh, what he man. did. <laughs> okay, what's your serious and your fun wish? Hold on, give me a second. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, that's fun. Uh, okay. I'll tell you a serious uh, wish I got. Oh, yeah, you go first. I want to see. Baron Corbin, right? Mm-hmm. Get a. I want to see him win. I'll say a major title then, sometime in this year, right? Like I'm talking a world title, like you know, either a world or universal, whatever it happens to be. But I'd like to see him get a run with it because I think his character's got some potential in that. It's that lone wolf. It's the legitimate. It's believable. Like I, I believe when I watch him that like he didn't like anybody, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah so he didn't be like serious. you when you guys met. No, no, he yeah. was he was very. <laughs> I nice forgot about that. That's <laughs> not what he told me. Yeah. Now I did bump into him one time, and he didn't look happy because he looked like he had just bought his girl a shit ton of stuff that he didn't want to buy. Mm-hmm. She had like four bags of shit in the mall. Yeah. But yeah, uh-huh. the time I talked to him, he said he hated you. Oh well, that's possible. Most people do. No, not most. Yeah, so, 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 not most. There. I could find you a plenty if we had to. <laughs> All right. My serious one <laughs> would be that there is a feud that lasts one whole year that is captivating from start to finish. Mm. Mm, okay. 
The closest I think we've got Bloodline. is mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins immediately after the Shield broke up. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, you know what my fun wish is, and I've said this a lot. I want a hot tag to fail. I want a goddamn tag team match. I want this like at WrestleMania. I want tag team titles on the line. I want somebody getting their ass beat. I want the face getting their ass beat, right? Just beat down, beat down, beat down. The the face tag team partner slapping the ring post, getting the crowd hyped up, and they finally reach all the way over there after like 20 tries of getting short-ended, and they make that hot tag, and he jumps in, and the crowd goes wild, and he gets fucking clothesline out of his goddamn mind, and they lose the match. I want a hot tag to fail. You almost had that with TJ Perkins running in to save Rich Swan and <laughs> yes. then kicked right in his head. But yes, yeah, some but like you know what I mean? I want all the hype. I want yeah. all the hype that accompanies that and then oh over. I want that stunned Undertaker loses response from a hot tag. I want a my fun one is I want a opening match guy to win the Royal Rumble. I just mm. want to know what that looks like. Okay. You know, like when Santino, we thought won, and then Del Rio came back and eliminated yes. him. Yes. I want, and I can't think of anyone off the top of my head right now. But I want, No, nah. get, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but I want. Oh, you knew something we didn't. <laughs> who would be a good guy? Let me, let me try to think. I want yeah. Apollo Crews. Yeah, right. Yeah, one of those, not even guy. opening match, second match, right? Like, because opening Ooh. match is generally, you know, like a I decent match. Huh. Okay, here. My fun one is I want Fondongo to win the <laughs> Royal Rumble. Yes. There you go. Because then this will be back. Yes. There you go. Yes. Perfect. Okay, so that was Mr. Forthrow. We like that. So to remind you there, that was a submission I did back in December of 2016 when the world was so much different and such a crazy year 2016 was. For me personally, the Denver Broncos had just won the Super Bowl. Uh, It was the 50th anniversary of Star Trek, which I'm a big Star Trek fan. I got to go to WrestleMania that year. And of course, the Chicago Cubs won the World Series. But And I made this great submission of the craziness of... We elected Donald Trump to president of the United States. But anyways, you guys also wanted a submission for something to talk about. So I'm going to give you something to talk about. So in the wacky world of professional wrestling... I work for uh, Rocky Mountain Pro. I'm the merch coordinator and also do the uh, podcast of uh, RMP Radio, Cheap Plug. And uh, so we have so much wrestling to consume that is available to consume, whether it's on cable, satellite TV, online streaming, uh, YouTube, and the such. You guys have uh, made a pivot to pretty much focus when it comes to the national brand uh, to uh, AEW and AEW Dynamite and all the shows that AEW does put out there but do you think there's still a focus to maybe go and watch the local promotions that are in your area such as rmp for you guys uh central uh states wrestling csw and and the such so and uh you know do you think uh people can uh, really fit that in their world and you know continue to uh you know have a life and then also have this enjoyment so what say you captain awesome and t-mac and then of course the rest of the podcast listeners Love to hear it. Congratulations on the 10 years, and I'll be listening continuously. 
Uh, I love that I have been clamoring since at least 2016 for the failed hot tag. Now, which you kind of got though. You got yeah. it in AEW. Remember, I sent that to you. Yes. It wasn't on a big show. It was on a thing of rampage. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it happened. Kinda. Yeah, that was, was kind of some... the idea that I'm after, right? Like, I want the like, I want them building up the crowd. I yeah. want them slapping. I want everybody clapping. We get that tag. Everybody goes crazy. They hop in and just get immediately JBL fucking Larry in it out of their boots. Um, and yes, what a wacky time. Yeah, we were happy about that whole inauguration. Boy, were we wrong. Yeah. Um, I remember sitting in the studio very clearly. This was not on the show, but it was before we were recording. And you going, dude, he's not going to win. <laughs> oh, like, no, no, no. I didn't even think he would be the nominee. Yeah. Remember, I was like, he's going to run yeah. as a third party. I was like, like I don't know, man. This one feels weird. I kept yeah, saying like, it from oh. the jump. I was like, this one feels really weird. Like, this one feels different. <laughs> yeah, this coming from the guy who also said, you fire the fat guy, not the athlete, when talking about when Andy Reid traded for <laughs> traded Alex Smith to start Patrick Mahomes. So I'm really fucking winning with the predicting the future. Yeah, yeah. by the way, the Denver Broncos did just win the Super Bowl in 2016. And yeah. since then, boy, woo, a lot of success Whoa. for you guys, right? <laughs> Well, here's a fun fact about the Denver Broncos. Uh, they have more Super Bowl victories since 2016 than wins against the Chiefs. We play them twice a year. <laughs> so there you go. That's a fun fact yeah. for you. Shout out. I'm enjoying this tasty beverage from a guy whose beard looks like the perfect blend of salt and pepper. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they Big Josh asked, the Rebel Trucker, that is. Yeah, they have asked Big Josh the Rebel Trucker to record him reading any type of book that is around so that people can sleep better as he has such a soothing and smoky or smoky voice. I heard that Cody Rhodes was inspired to do his series of vignettes on grooming tips to make yourself more dashing after seeing the videos posted by Big Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard they're naming a street after him uh where he doesn't even live never has lived ever yeah. in his life yeah all right we'll move on <laughs> mr fourth row that denver crowd and i say that denver crowd because mr fourth row is a listener from the denver area that i think also kind of found his way to us through that wir but more of a later you know come mm -hmm. along to that wir crowd but a lot of the folks that he religiously watched at his local wrestling crowd or his local wrestling venues and, and, and wrestling companies ended up here in Kansas city with mm -hmm. the national wrestling league, wrestling yeah. league as it were with the uh -huh. NWL. And so we got to meet a lot of these folks who we talked to them. I don't know if we've ever told you this story, Mr. Fourth row. We had the Howlets at NWL hoodie oh, Howlett, yeah. Anaya. And they had, I forget her name. They had a, a like a, a a companion. She was a valet manager type role for them in NWL, and we had, we were talking to them, doing a quick interview, and then as that ended, you know, they were being friendly and talking to us, and we said, "Hey, listen, you guys are you work out of Colorado primarily?" And they were like, "Yeah." We said, "Hey, listen, we've got a guy who listens to our podcast, is a regular contributor and fan, and like a friend of ours who was there quite a bit, and I think does some things like I, you might know him." We were like. He goes by the name of Mr. Fourthrow, and they were like, Artie! And they were like, we love that guy! And it was just so fun. 
like just a brief moment like we you know we talk briefly very quickly like oh he's so fun you know like super nice guy and then kind of continued other conversations but it was just one of those like connecting things that i'm talking about the 10 years oh. of the spanish announce table has given us yeah and the uh rocky mountain pro uh my good friend tyler stinson who we've actually had yep. on the show as well uh he used to wrestle out in that area when he was roommates with uh closing the loop justin gaethje who is in the main event of this weekend's ufc card because uh, Tyler Stinson is a motherfucker you do not want to mess with. He is a yeah, bad son of a bitch. Fella. Legit, legit fella. Legit as it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so then that's when I started checking out Rocky Mountain Pro. Uh, Anthony actually had a couple, or excuse me, Sharkbait had a couple matches out there at Rocky Mountain Pro as well. True that. Yeah, and Mr. Fourth Row, uh, heavily involved in the local independent scene there. And that was one of his questions to us. Like, is there still a push? Is there still a draw to go see your things? I think it's less than what we saw in a few years prior to now. Um, I think there was like a big indie push there a few years back, but I think that, I think you should, I think there's a lot of good stuff out there. At least in our area, we're getting a lot of good stuff right now. Yeah. I think AEW kind of took that right because Mm, it was go check out, the young bucks or Cody Rhodes is a free agent. He could go there or uh, you could possibly get uh, well, even before like a Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen, you know what I mean? So there were independent guys, but then now those independent guys go to defy or they used to go from evolve right to WWE or from like defy or one of those promotions, right to AEW. So those two promotions specifically more AEW than WWE just kind of take the man, the independent guy is coming to your town. Eddie Kingston came to NWL and mm-hmm. wrestled Jeremy mm-hmm. Wyatt. You know what I mean? But like that ain't going to happen today. So that's what I think makes it a little bit more difficult with going to the local shows is if you don't know anyone, no one's going to, you know, make you drive out there necessarily, unless you want to just see pro wrestling. Um, but yes, there's very good local pro wrestlers, especially in this area, Dak Draper being one of them obviously Jeremy White being another and then so many others. So yeah, that's what I would say is yes, there can be, but there's more wrestling options now, right? True. Since 2016, yeah, you can find have, more than you had, right? Yeah. You got AEW, you got five shows of AEW. You got ring of honor, which is basically AEW. You got another WWE running shows on Saturday night now too. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of shit. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep you it moving. Keep moving. All right. This one is a bit of a surprise. I don't want to tell you who it is first. At their request, even because you might figure it out as we go along. You ready for this one? Oh, goddamn. Yeah, let's do it. Hello, boys. Remember me? I was once a dedicated contributor to this show. But unfortunately, as time has went on, I had to stop tweeting the table. I had to stop emailing. But this isn't just a regular episode. It is 10 years. And you know what that means. It means... Let's do this! I'm not an ordinary listener. I am someone who has bought you guys beer. I've been in Tom's car. I've met Tim's family. I've also sat across the table, not tweet the table, but an actual table across from Tim and had a meal. And Tom, I threatened to drive a truck up your ass. So this can only be 
one person. White trash! Apparently it could be two people. Coming to a truck stop near you! Helen from Dunkin' Donuts from the great state of obesity! You got that? Fat asses! Now go take your clothes off. I'm working off. Hey, what's up guys? It is Justin Summers, formerly known as Heavy Set many, many times on this show. Man, 10 years, 10 years of uh, doing this podcast. Granted, I know it hasn't been perfect. I know you guys have taken some breaks here and there and even did a different show for a while, but still 10 years of the Spanish announce table is is insane. I was a little late to the party. I first showed up closer to the end of the first year and was someone who constantly tweeted the table. You know, apologies for not necessarily being around as much, but it's just kind of how my life has gone. But huge congrats on 10 years. I went through a bunch of old emails that I had because I don't delete my sent folder. And the account that I've used, I've just kind of like, I went through and read every email, or at least some important ones that went to tableshow at (laughs) gmail.com. And there was one email in particular where I purposely incorporated a lot of sound bites, many of which I have somewhat forgot about, but reading through the email and seeing some of them just brought back a lot of good memories of listening to the show and participating on it. I think it's really cool to see any podcast go on this long, especially with you guys. And just thinking how much has changed in the last 10 years, whether it be, you know, personally or within the world or even us. We went from being friends to enemies to friends to enemies. And I think, yeah, I think we're back. We're back to friends. We're, we're pretty good. Kind of showed how we've we've all matured. Love and hey, Justin. within these you know past ten years, Tom or you're still T Mac to me, but Tom like you know he got <laughs> married and I got married like insane. Who the Bro, hell no. would put up with our asses? Well, we Bro. found someone who, <laughs> someone each who would, and we both found so ways to so incorporate a wrestling belt into our special day. Mm-hmm. This podcast and the one that it, you know kind of stemmed from. Sorry. T-Mac, you know, allwrestling.com, we can review. You know, it's crazy to look back that far and to think how we've all progressed in our life and how just, you know, how Tim and I would do the WIR stuff and how that was like, I don't want to say a big thing in our lives, but, you know, it's something that we did, you know, every single week we were constant contributors. And that show's not even around anymore, but um, it's crazy how something like that can form friendships and you know our our friendship hasn't been perfect but i'm i'm very proud of the progress that we've we've made and you know seeing you guys do 10 years is very impressive a huge congrats and the the crazy thing is my podcast wrestling cheers who that started off as the ohio indie report is going to celebrate 11 years soon but unfortunately, next week is my last episode. So as that fades away, you guys are still going strong. Proud of you both. And imagine if this show lasts for another 10 years. What the hell will you guys be talking about? And what the hell were your, what would your lives be like? All right, that's going to do it for me. Don't forget, never give up.
later. <laughs> First um, of all, we are we are perfect. We have a perfect friendship because of those battles and those struggles that we have worked out. But Tom, what does Justin oh, Summers bring to mind? Yeah, one point about that. Every like close friend of mine that I've seen in person, Tim, you're uh, yeah. a little bit different because we do this more often. Oh, you <laughs> try to get you. Gotta. I just gotta. But yes. I wonder. Whatever happened to that other Spanish announce table podcast? You know. From that so-called country that you call Canada, what that mean is? They're they're probably not around anymore. I don't know. I've never I've never looked them up. Uh, as a joke, one day I was gonna buy one of their shirts. You know, when we weren't really on speaking terms, but I uh, never did that. You know what you guys could do? You could take your clothes off and lay on that bench. Well. Because I know... You want to work out with me? And those are not empty... Threats! Okay, I'm done. Later. Still P.S. you after all these that years. Dad, that got me so good, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but you were saying about friendships. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, that was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was classic. Oh, that's yeah. one of my favorite moments on this show. P.P.S. Oh, <laughs> Say something stupid. Hey, guys, remember, uh, how much did the WWE Network cost when it was its own thing, was it? I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, it was, it was definitely. I think there was a whole song that went with it, too. It just had... A bunch. Um, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but yeah. Okay, now I am done. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is that you can run Nicky Split. Because you can't run because you got the fat asses. And after his son done, we're going to have a tailgate party for all my freaks out there in Atlanta, Georgia. Goddamn. Uh, okay, it's officially done there. <laughs> <laughs> That was the fucking best. Oh my god! He told me he was like, "Listen, what day is this thing going?" And I was like, "Thursday." And he was like, "All right, listen, I'm 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 drawing a lot of shit here." (laughs) He's like, "I'm pulling up a lot of stuff." He's like, "It's gonna take me some time, but it's coming." And he was like, and he gave me all these instructions, and I was like, "This is." I knew when we put out this call. The one person that would deliver a home run out of this, for oh sure. I knew a bunch would deliver a home run, and everybody had. Oh, yeah. But I knew, I was like, I can count on Justin Summers oh to kill this segment. Yeah, that was fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so it scared the shit out of me at the start, because I was like, who the fuck's been in my car? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now I remember. Yes. Up. So uh, many things, yes. You, I've met, have, record, I've met on, Justin, what? yeah. No, you, we got to throw you under the table because you didn't record him when he was a special guest on the Spanish Now. We table. recorded that, goddamn it. <laughs> no, no, you totally were like, I'm not recording this motherfucker. And I was like, I guess I'll go with it. And so, yeah, remember that? You were like, ah, I don't want to do that. And I was like, all right, man, I guess we're just going to be hanging out I was here. like, we're going to fake a recording the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now, you asshole. <laughs> Yeah, technical difficulties. If we had a second name for this show that presented itself to us over the years, it's technical difficulties. And we had Justin Summers come meet us. We met him in a Target parking lot because he had to park his truck. Big rig. Mm -hmm. By the way, 
one of two folks who have threatened <laughs> to drive a truck up your ass that I forgot that there was two folks, yeah, yeah. two independent uh, over the road truck drivers have both uh, on their own volition said, I'm turning this 18 wheeler up your ass yeah, with your bad fucking wrestling takes. All right. So <laughs> yeah, we met so him. What I was going to say, we brought well, him in. Gonna... We recorded three, four fucking segments with this guy. It was great. Oh, yeah. We had a blast. Oh yeah. No, what I was going to say about friendship though, is uh, just to get to know me yes. just a little bit more, even though we're 10 years into it, other than Tim, cause Tim, I speak to you more uh, virtually than anything because of how, how far we live away from each other. But every close friend I've had, I've had a fist fight with every single one, like everyone at my wedding, Tim, mm-hmm. that was a man that came from my side. We've had some I discussions online where we've had to, you know what I mean? We've had to have some oh, serious no, discussions always... over years. You know what I mean? Nah, you've been fine. You've been fine. Uh, yeah. but there's been there was the year you caught me talking a little trash on you uh to uh i forget who i think it was living legend on the twitter dms uh he was like you guys should do this and i was like i know i've been asking tom to do it for fucking months and he just won't fucking do it and you were like hey i can read all these fucking messages in real time guys and we were like yeah oops and you were like hey to be fair you said that to me <laughs> you were like yeah. you were yeah. like this isn't new information i was just letting yeah. you know like i fucking see it <laughs> yeah no that was fine um but at that Justin, moment i was like oh shit i might have to fight tom when i see him <laughs> nah, nah, nah. um with with justin the thing that I've always appreciated about him, the thing that I've always appreciated about him is that he gives me a different perspective from a different type of wrestling fan, but he never like crosses the line. Mm. Maybe I have, cause I don't have a good vocabulary, but it's always been very, well, what about this? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's like, well, how about this? I'm like, the fuck is that? yeah like it's always it's tom always getting the, mad that he wasn't ready for the question right? yeah, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this now yeah um yeah no hey justin and yes due to the wir which was a competitive by nature at one point competition yeah, you guys kind of had some things right that we got at it because quite frankly we were the fucking best to do it on that show um, Ooh, Ash, bar yeah. none ash kiwi all you guys love you but <laughs> hey man fucking results prove themselves <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's fucking Justin and I were kind of the top tier, right? We were the Cena and Orton, if you will. Me, the Cena, but so that's kind of played out. But that led to a lot of you know interactions, and it was it was one of these where we had never met each other in person, right? So it's easy. Mm-hmm. This has been a social media experiment for several decades. We've kind of grown with the rise of major social media at the same time. I feel like Tom as the Spanish yeah. stable. Yeah, and with Justin specifically, I think there's only been one issue that we've ever really had between the two of us, and we obviously know that pro wrestling isn't a sport. <laughs> Other than that, it's been very, you know, it's just been kind of back, but we yeah. know, right? We, we no, know. but again, you know, Tom and I are not perfect people. We know that. It's one of the reasons we're great friends, oh. because we can work through that together, right? We understand and, that about each other. Yeah, and Justin was uh was was with us when i was in my dark period that was when i was like i'll fucking fight this whole world and not even think yeah twice. that you were able yeah. to maintain a friendship with tom yeah. i can tell well, you from experience takes a lot of fucking effort and swallowing of pride it takes yeah, a I lot like, <laughs> i was fucking it takes a lot it. of like hold on okay come on i know he said that but what he meant <laughs> was this. no i did mean it no yeah. um he's like no i meant that and that you fucking <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> yeah. uh 
but but to answer his question about uh what will we be doing in 10 years well i'll be divorced and so if i'm still doing this show 10 years you know i got a divorce yeah and so well we'll be talking about how mjf has taken over aw from you know as as like a triple h style perspective wwe will have been sold through an endeavor merger to you know at&t or one of the saudis yeah the saudis Saudis will own that. that yeah yeah and so um, yeah, we'll be talking about the demise of WWE because of corporate greed. We'll be talking about how Tony Khan's father has either retired or just left. Um, and now Tony Khan runs the Jacksonville Jags. And because of that, there needs to be a new ownership. And that's going to be an MJF or new CEO, excuse me. Uh, and then from there, yeah, we're going to probably talk about how I cry at night because the love of my life left me because I'm addicted to just talking shit, dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What about yeah. you? Where, where will you be? <laughs> one second, one second. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, uh, I've worked very hard to try to make myself a person that won't uh, make my wife divorce me. Um, so I'm going to hope that in 10 years, I'm not in the same predicament as Tom seems to think he will be. But given my past history track record, maybe I very well might be. So maybe we'll both be doing this show as divorced, <laughs> sad, lonely fellows going Tim to every Tom. indie wrestling show around because we got nothing else to do. Got our Tim beer guts Tom. hanging out. Yeah, Tim and Tom talk divorce. That will be the new name of the show. But I know if we keep getting beer sponsors like the great, wonderful Big Josh, the Rebel Trucker, who keeps supplying us with these wonderful beers because he's a fucking great guy who smells good, uh, then we'll be happy in what we do, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I tell you what. Truth be told, he has a really great taste in podcasts. Yeah, he does. He does. I think I spilled beer on my laptop here. So if the show cuts out on us. Shocker. (laughs) We'll have a technical difficulty. Oh, my. How do we? I wonder why we keep having technical difficulties each week when Tim Uh, spills beer on the computer pad every fucking time. All right. Theo has joined the chat and he says, woo, congrats. S-A-T, Spanish announce table is what he means. He says, Tim and Tom divorce talk show. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what we'll get into. Probably what we'll talk about. So, Tom, I've got another video submission. And this one, you probably will not see coming. I didn't see the last one coming, so I'm not that smart. And this one is not necessarily from a loyal listener of the show. Oh, Jesus. Is there another person who hates me? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, he probably hates you because, you know, I think he hates everyone. Who doesn't? But this is a video submission from the monarch, Jeremy Wyatt. Tim and Tom, the Spanish announce table, celebrating 10 years of talking about professional wrestling nationally and in the Kansas City area. Now, I don't know if I should congratulate you guys or feel sorry for you guys because <laughs> 10 years of putting up with each other <laughs> and, and spewing bad wrestling takes week after week, and that's that's got to be exhausting. I'm, I'm surprised you guys haven't split up yet and then got back together and had like a reunion tour, but be that as it may, um, 10 years is a long time. So long, in fact, that you guys have been an inspiration for many more local podcasts. And as bad as your takes are, <laughs> theirs are even worse. So good job, guys. Um, I guess this really isn't a congratulatory 
decade, huh? So here's to another decade of dominance and prominence on the Kansas City airwaves or podcast uh, platforms. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I got. So uh, thanks. Thanks for the support. Yeah, that's it. Thank you for the support. No, seriously. Thanks for the support. You guys are cool. <laughs> Fucking Jeremy Wyatt. That's what I thought. Like, man, might be the most seasoned guest on the Spanish announced table. Oh, one of the best guys in the world. You <laughs> want to talk about someone through 10 years who has taken their game to like new levels that are just unprecedented. Not to say that he couldn't have done it when we started the podcast, but since we've started, who Jeremy Wyatt was 10 years ago. He said he was Jeremy one of the White best in the now, game then. And, and he's, he's definitely only now. improved since then. Yeah. yeah. The, the idea that, and I'm not trying to kiss his ass because he sent us a video, which I definitely appreciate. That's probably Thanks. the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I but, will kiss his ass for that, but also I'm not trying no, to I'm do just, that right now. No, yeah. I'm not doing yeah. <laughs> But like the idea that we haven't seen him in a, you know, televised match for any of these major promotions is an indictment on the promotions, not him. Um, he is just, and again, this Saturday at uh, Central States Wrestling, an hour-long match with Dak Draper. It's going to be insane. And if you do so. not, if you have not heard of Jeremy the Monarch White, shame on you. Shout out Dak Draper. But also, if you've seen the video of the meme or the, or the video where the oh. pro wrestler pulls the chair out, from the lady oh, who gave him shit. Yeah. <laughs> it is the, that is Jeremy Wyatt right there. I think that was a St. Louis Anarchy. Yeah, that was so fucking badass. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, and again, like I said, one of my favorite memories uh, of this podcast was the WrestleMania 30 picks that we made with Jeremy Wyatt. And speaking of bad wrestling takes, Jeremy Wyatt, we all said that Undertaker was beating Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just yeah, I'm gonna send him this. Be like, listen, yeah, what about this <laughs> yeah. bad wrestling take that happened in 2014 or whatever the fuck it was? <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, Jeremy Wise, another one of those where we we've talked about this earlier in this episode. The local wrestling is amazing. You will be able to build relationships with other local wrestling fans, with other local wrestlers, uh, if you frequent your local independent wrestling. And again. It's similar to local or to local theater, right? You're supporting local folks who like to do an art, and all they want out of your turn is your smiles and claps, right? And so go enjoy that, right? Go have fun. And some merch table stuff. Buy some merch. By the yeah. way, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Click the link to the Pro hey. Wrestling Tees website and get a shirt. Yeah, check it out. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. That was a great man. Yeah. So, Tom, I've got one last Table Nation submission for you i don't know if you're ready for this one i don't know if i'm ready for this one. Oh jesus christ but this comes from a long time emailer and it is on pg pl and he says oh yeah Fucking right, doggy. That's good cake. Oh, damn, I don't know if I can still do this. Yes. <laughs> What's up, table show? On PGBL, popping in like an unwanted teenage boner. Love you so much. 
a voice. Oh my god. With some email goodness for you butt nuggets. See, I get the hiccups when I do this. <laughs> Take hey, can, can I can I ask him one Ooh. thing though? Oh. You've got his photo up. I, I see on on the YouTube, and that is awesome. And I love on PGBL. I love PGBL too. Yeah, okay. You got to take the for someone else has to see Tim going into the unPGBL uh, email because that's half the fucking fun for me as well. All right, <clears throat> I'm trying to calm the hiccups. That happens. It happens because this method acting is so is great. tough. <laughs> Firstly, congrats. On the 10-year anniversary, a massive achievement. <laughs> I'm just working through the hiccups. I'm yelling through the hiccups at this point. <clears throat> oh, this is the best. <laughs> it shows your outstanding commitment to delivering weekly content. It's worth pointing out, if you had raped T-Mac on the first episode, you would be paroled by now. Food for thought. <laughs> on to some wrestling questions. I'm keen to hear your take. God damn, that was hard. I need a swig of this great beer. <laughs> From Big Josh, the Slater Gator beer sponsor of the week. That was fun. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus, that's the best. Send these again. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. I had to to look through a lot of pictures to find one of UnPGBL that looked like he really didn't give a fuck. Right? Because he's always so happy in his pictures. Yeah, He's a great fella. I've met UnPGBL. Well, I've met gbl in person right maybe i haven't met on on gbl in person that would have been a different experience um again another international caller uh lives over there in australia or new zealand one of those yeah came for a whole united states tour and was like hey again one of the wir listeners that joined us right and said hey i'm hitting all the stops anybody that i know let me know he said hey is there anything to see in kansas city and i gave this guy a book of all the great Kansas City sites, and he was like, "Great, but also, fucker, do you want to meet up? Like, dumbass. Like, I was asking, like, like, great Kansas City sites. I can Google that asshole, right? Like, yeah. I think he was like, hey, you want to meet up? And I'm like, oh, okay. And we had dinner, met his wife. Great time, great people. Super this isn't fun. who we're talking to, though. Get back to it. But by that's the way, not who we're talking to. <laughs> by the way, Theo seventy five says, uh, "What's the PayPal link to pay for Tim's voice box surgery?" Uh, just donate at SpanishDownStable.net. There you go. And, yeah, there's uh, a Cash App link and a PayPal link right there yeah. on the top bar. He says, <sighs> "Number one, Judgment Day on all three shows. Same shit, same results. Blah blah. Cheat to win. Blah." How long till they get burnt out due to overexposure? I mean, aren't they? Aren't like, they already? Yeah. I kind of feel like, and I don't watch consistently anymore, but I do kind of feel like uh, Dominic Mysterio's booze aren't like the, you know, vitriol that they were at the start. It's kind of like, oh, no, we just boo them now. It's boo. what we do now. Right. Yeah. 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 All right. Number two. <laughs> When, if ever, do you see them again using Seth and Becky in concurrent storylines? 
Hopefully never. Yeah, hopefully never. But, I, man. Here's a couple things why. And I think we've kind of talked about it a little bit about Roman Reigns. But, like, the good-looking couple. Now, if they Ugh. book them as heels, maybe that would work. But when the good-looking couple is supposed to be, like, sympathetic, fuck that. They're good-looking, rich, and on TV. I don't feel sorry for them. You know what I mean? With, like, within reason, obviously. Yeah. But, like... The characters I don't like. So when they did that the first time around against what was it, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans, that was wild. Yeah. I'm rethinking my original statement. <clears throat> um, like uh, you know, um, this this idea of like you know, it was hard to find like this thing of like GBL being so awesome, uh, like hard because he's like this swell great guy, but like he comes up with a sure a lot of dark stuff to say in these emails. Oh, it's, you know well, it's not GBL. Un-PGBL. Un-PGBL, right. He yeah. gets in that moment, and he hammers out on the keyboard, and then therapy. It's That's what we're here for. We're therapy for you. Because if you recall when PGBL would send us emails, they were a delight. It yeah. was heartwarming. Conversational. Yes. Yeah, very thoughtful not to say this isn't right. thoughtful, but yeah, it was very warm, comforting. Um thought-provoking and this look guys he did a lot of un-pgbl just to give you a little peek behind the curtain so now you get why i was so ramped up right like this motherfucker i'm a, i'm ready to yell with them you fuck that you know yeah, tom used to say forever he was like as much as y'all love the un-pgbl emails you're not seeing what i'm seeing when these <laughs> yeah, this, is the best. this is the best yeah when tim so, would get like that I'm like, so he yeah, said everything okay. else is in all caps so this one is not in all caps so i'm gonna assume this is yeah. not on PG. He says, I don't see uh, Finn beating Seth, but I see Rhea holding the title until Mania before Becky beats her. Ooh, I, here's the thing. Becky, Becky seemed more credible when it was the man, Becky Lynch. Big time Bex, I don't, there's something not connected. It's disjointed. It's, you're the tough man character but now you're wearing fucking uh you know fingers for eyeglasses and we got this fun like you know clown costume that we're wearing each week but we're still and it's just like what the it's kind of like how i was telling you about taya valkyrie like it's 10 different fucking characters i don't care about any of them like be one of them and maybe i'm interested in that but like becky's disjointed ever since she lost the man character so i don't want her to beat Rhea. Rhea is yeah. the more complete wrestler all right well he falls it up here <clears throat> he says keep up the podcast gold you fucking legends that's all for now i'm taking my balls and going home later jeebs oh man hey that's a blast from the past i used to I do that you. weekly Oh Weekly, yeah, that's I used to get worked hey. up like that, and then we drive home like twenty minutes later. <laughs> oh, I was like a 35, 40 minute. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh damn, why'd you cut me off, piece of shit? Yeah, one o'clock in the morning when that's how long yeah. these shit to go. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Um, here's what I'll say on BGBL. I hope you're listening. First off, uh, Josh, big, uh, big Josh says on PGBL for uh, Spanish announce table Hall of Fame. Of course, that's first ballot. Um. Most of you are first ballot, if we're being honest. Um, there's a couple of you, and you know who you are that aren't. But um, on PGBL, I, again, I hope you're listening. And if you are and you hear this clip, you bring those back once a month. Uh, Tim, Tim is like Tim is like Jordan coming back on the Wizards. He just needs to get a couple short shots up, and then he's putting 45 down. You know what I mean? But, like, it takes him a few games. Oh, no, listen. Like, using that like basketball reference, I will go play basketball. And if, like, my son says, let's go play basketball – 
if we go today and we haven't played in months, I'm going to suck ass. But if we yeah. go three times this week, by that right. third time, I'm making him say, what in the fuck? You've never shot this good in your life. And I'm like, no, no, I just needed a warm up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I needed to get there. So let's ramp up on PGBL again. We miss you so much. So come, if you want to start off with PGBLs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had, That's a, gone. You had a That's gone. position when you're like, yeah, I do a podcast. And then I think that was the week when we were like, that shit doesn't fucking matter. Races don't matter. It's so dumb that we're talking about this. And then on PGBL had one of those super dark ones. And you're like, Hey, uh, I don't know if I can tell them that I do this podcast anymore. And I was like, yeah, okay, maybe we should switch this up. But yeah, yeah fuck, a little that bit now. fuck that. It's yeah. gone now. Yeah. Give a shit now. Um, yeah. 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 I know. I agree. Um, well, so, yeah. I will say though, I will say though, um, for anyone who wants to go a little crazy, we love it. But if you're wanting your, uh, you know, post or video or email to get uh, clipped and put on social media, uh, that shit probably ain't going to work because they put that stuff down super quick. So you ain't gonna get a TikTok out of that. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't police those. Unfortunately, yeah, we don't. Yeah, that's those all. Don't police. But that has been the the fan, the Table Nation contributions oh, for God. the Spanish announced table. Tom, so many memories, man. So many memories. What are your thoughts? Love it. This is what I was gonna ask you, and I'm gonna make a little bit of a pivot here on Dynamite because we've been going. I'm looking at the YouTube here. We've been going for over 116 minutes, so this is kind of a marathon one. Um, so we'll get to AW kind of like a motorcycle, just fast and quick. Yeah, we might, yeah, we might gonna, hit it quick, but yeah. Yeah. Well, what I was going to ask you though is, so if, you know, 10 years, right. What would be the thing that if you had to tell someone the, the thing that comes to your mind, right? Like I do a podcast. Oh, what was the best moment? What was your funnest moment? What was the, the moment that comes to mind? What would you, what would you tell that person? Oh man. I mean, Honestly, I would say favorite, like moment, single moment, or just not even necessarily favorite, just okay. like, oh, that was, that's a, that's the moment I think oh, of with the podcast. Well, I always think of the moments I've met folks from the podcast, right? Like I always think of that, but I also think of very recently all out where we went and we met folks like from TikTok that we interact with, right? Mm -hmm. As the podcast, I view that moment, but I think I will always remember just, I think in general, I don't remember a moment. I remember this concept that we just did, right? I remember doing un-PGBL emails. I remember rolling out of the chair in a studio, right? Mm -hmm. I remember, like, trying to figure out how a periscope works, right? So we could do video, oh right? God, like periscope, yeah. Yeah, just, like, I remember just the whole accoutrement of everything. That's If that's a weird way to say it. That's why I say I'm bad with lists because, like, I don't remember mm -hmm. single things. I remember kind of everything. Well, so I remember one thing, and this is what I would tell. I would, if I get to know them, that would—that's the the caveat here. I'm telling them to listen to the uh, last segment of episode 21. That is the table. That's. I mean, I yeah. went to a studio to get drunk to record the worst wrestling podcast ever televised. Um, and Tim did it separately, and then we put it together with Tim's editing skills, and it was just I, the funniest I'll thing. I'll tell you one of the moments that sticks out the most, and it's still a burning question in my mind that I don't know that we're ever going to get answered. About nine. 
But we could, yeah, about nine inches, right? It could <laughs> get answered because there's a picture involved. Rob Schamberger, when WrestleMania was out in California, L.A., sends us a picture of him and his and his wife, Katie Schamberger, who is an awesome friend of the show also, been on the show many yes. times, mm-hmm. super awesome person. And they said while they were out there, somebody came up to them and were like, you're Rob Schamberger. Yeah. I heard about you on the Spanish announce table. Not 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 what happened with Katie, right? New Rob Schamberger, the resident artist for WWE. As much as anybody might ever be able to say for Rob Schamberger, this motherfucker yeah. is the resident artist for WWE, right? He's an accomplished artist, right? Lives completely off of his paintings. And he says, okay. Like, it, we, it wasn't that, like, he brought us a fan. Somebody came to him and said, I heard about you from the Spanish Now table. He took a picture with this person and was like, yeah. this person said they were a fan and heard about me because of you, you guys. And we don't know who the fuck that guy is. Never heard yeah. who the fuck that guy is. Never heard from that guy goes, I was that guy. <laughs> like, nothing. Nothing. We don't know who this is. So that always sticks out in my mind. That there was somebody out there either traveled to WrestleMania or was yep. in the California area, yep. saw Rob Schamberger and went, I remember. I that. heard about that guy in the Spanish announce table. And to me, yeah. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> that, yeah. that felt big time to me. <laughs> I, I will also say this was right before I hit the dark ages. Uh, this is what I would tell someone who doesn't yeah. know or that I don't know that well that says, hey, you do a podcast? What, well, like, what's the coolest thing about it? Is the time that we were a trending topic mm. on now it's defunct most likely. We didn't but even we know. Were, I think Rob Schamberger yeah, told us. He closed yeah, in. Yeah. We we were a trending topic on Twitter. Hashtag tweet the table was a trending topic alongside. I think it was top gun mm-hmm. uh, or something else like yeah. Tom Cruise or mission impossible. Yeah, Cause there was times like we that. were getting like, like three, 400, 500 tweet the tables a week. And, and I yes. think it just hit the fucking, you know, hit the, yeah. uh, hit the tweet, you know, hit the uh, trending topics. And then the, the third thing that I would say, and I know I said one, but th- these are the three for me, the, the coolest personal moment for, for me with this show, besides the friendship I've, I, I've developed with you, uh, was that through a sponsor, we were able to buy floor seats for Monday night raw in which we saw the regal twins be the first two security guards to break up a fight between undertaker and Brock Lesnar. We also saw Rob Schamberger backstage in a segment. We saw Iceman. We saw so many others of people. We knew you scared on the floor. These young adolescent ladies sitting in front of us. Cause you jumped up and you were like, I know that fucking guy when Rob Schamberger came on the screen. Yeah. Cause he was doing nothing. (laughs) Yeah. And they fucking like freaked out. Shut up. This is a wrestling show. In fact, um, you had a lady guest prior to your your beautiful wife now who was wearing this shirt, but she had made a few adjustments to wear it a little bit tighter than I was wearing. And we were getting a lot of people saying, what is that? Yeah, they weren't <laughs> it was good advertisement. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, weren't, they weren't asking about the show. Ooh, uh, it was great advertisement. They were like, yeah. what is the Spanish announce table? <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. yeah. And she was weird. Um, <laughs> was that the Christmas tree girl? No, oh, no, okay, no, no, right. no, 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 yeah, <laughs> different no. girl. Christmas different tree girl. happened before the show yes. ever, right? Before the show began. No, 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 no. Right? it happened during. Okay. It happened before her, though. Yeah, it happened. I think it was like 2014. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Man, fuck that. I can't do anything, so I'm going to ruin her Christmas tree. Yeah, man. Can't be talking shit to me and acting like I ain't going to do anything. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, All so right. that's the Spanish Announce Table lore. If you missed something, if you're a longtime listener or you're a new listener and you wish you would have played along in this, feel free to send us something. We can sprinkle them in and out. We love to celebrate ourselves, of course, and we love to celebrate you. Please, we used to do a lot more design built into the show interactions with you folks, uh, but we stopped doing that just because when we took a break, they stopped. So if you guys would well, like it to be a more regular part of the show, start sending mm-hmm. them in. We'll build them into the show, right? We don't want to force and, that, but... yeah. Well, and technology also kind of limited some of the capabilities that we had that we were able to do. I'm all now for sending a video show. submission. Yeah. It just can't That's be eight saying. minutes long every week, right? Those right. kind of things. Yes. If you want to send something and ask us a question or get us yep. a quick topic or say something you thought, like we would love to discuss it because, as Tom said, diversity is the key. We're two white guys living in the middle of America right now who grew oh, up yeah. in the middle of America talking about what we saw on pro wrestling TV. What we saw isn't what you saw, so we'd like to know what you saw. So. We're going to get into our regular show now. Wow. Jesus. All right. So let's get in. Took two hours to talk about the past. So we'll maybe abridge this a little bit. Yeah, we so always do I'm- on this day. We're going to do that. But then we're going to talk about AEW Dynamite. But maybe we'll maybe not do it step by no, step no, no, chronologically. No. Right? no, no, no. We're going to we're going to drive by on um, AEW. Yeah, right. We'll workshop this life. But let's get into uh, a fun segment that we have been playing. I know we took a trip back in time and discussed things, you know, the WWE and NXT and ROH champions and whatnot on July 24th, 2013, the, board, the birth of the Spanish announce table. But, Tom, each week we like to go back in time and talk about – let me pull up uh, real quick here. Let me get everything pulled up and talk about what happened on this day. in pro wrestling history on this day, right? So each week mm-hmm. – we're going to talk about something, right? Let's talk about what happened on July 31st, 2011. Triple A, Verando de Escondolo 2011 was held in Guadalajara. You're an asshole. You are such an asshole. What? You already know where this is going? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Why would I be talking about Triple A, Verando de Escondolo 2011? In Guadalajara. Pimpinella Escalata won the AAA Reina de Reina's championship in an eight-way elimination match against Cynthia Morena, Fabi Apache, Jennifer Blake, Lolita, then-champion Mari Apache, Mickey James, and Sexy Star. Chessman defeated Extreme Tiger, Joe Leiter, and Abyss in a Monsters Ball four-way match. Abyss. Yeah, I like AAA this. in 2011. That's interesting. I wonder why he's Monster Clown, Murder Clown, and Psycho Clown defeated Damian Triple Six, Halloween, and X Fly in a three on three hair versus mask steel cage match. That's good stuff. I kind of want to go see this. <laughs> Dr. Wagner Jr. and L.A. Park both lost. In their AAA Mega Championship three-way match against the reigning, defending, AAA Mega Champion. Man, I was having so much fun. (laughs) I was having so much fun, man. God dang it. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff fucking Jarrett. Retaining the AAA Mega Championship. 
on this day, July 31st, 2011. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was him. It was all him. Yeah, it wasn't the backstage, anything like that. It was all the fucking money. Not like, hey, I'm going to bring Abyss and a bunch of other Mickey James and some other stars, but I got to win. I got to go over. Yeah, yeah. You can get them, but I got to get this win. Oh, okay. Mega champion. All right. Uh, Let me take a quick sip of beer from our beer sponsor of the week. By the way. Rebel Trucker. By the way, here's another fun tidbit because I also um, am I'm in the chat for the Spanish announce table yeah. on the YouTube stream. Sometimes you ask a question. I might not say it on the podcast, but I'll say it in the chat. So maybe you should be joining the chat because then I'll fill you in on some details if you ask. Yeah. J- Big Josh also said Rob Schamberger blocked him on Twitter. What's up with that, Rob? I don't think he's on Twitter anymore. So Oh, no. Yeah, he thing. definitely left Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Definitely left Twitter. He might have left Twitter before threads existed. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah I think 100%. he's just Instagram. So if he blocked you, he doesn't know anymore. Yeah, he don't know <laughs> he anymore. He blocked everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if, if it had to do anything, it would probably be around stuff that gets discussed on Twitter, if that clues you. All right. Let's talk about, let's go hop back in the Spanish Announce time machine and go back in time and see what happens. August 1st. 2000 WCW taped you, an episode you did you of did WCW Thunder in Terre Haute, Indiana. You think so? Calm down. Booker T, Brian Adams, Brian Clark, and Sting. You're so sure of yourself. Defeated Jeff Jarrett, the demon, the great Muda and Vampiro in an eight-man elimination tag team match for the main event. See, Jeff Jarrett lost here. Okay, right? fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Fair enough. Look, I got to fix my camera already. You got me so mad, my camera's gone blurry, Tom. <laughs> I love the Spanish now. for 10 years of this, Tom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you ever regret it? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, man, if I just no. said, hey, no, nope. man, I'm not really yeah. interested in the podcast. <laughs> I do real radio. All right, Lance Storm retained the WCW Cruiserweight Championship against Juventud Guerrera. Lance Storm retained the WCW Hardcore Championship, defeating Norman Smiley in a hardcore match. And Ernest the Cat Miller failed to win the WCW United States Championship, losing to the reigning WCW United States champion. I don't believe I don't trust you. I think it's I think it's fucking Jeff Jerry. It's Lance Storm. It's fucking Lance Storm held the cruiserweight title, the hardcore title, and the United States title. I knew this one would throw you for a loop. I knew you were like, it's gonna be fucking Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. WCW yeah. 2000. Well, and then because you're like, oh, at the start, he lost. And it's yeah, like, WCW, so of course he's going to come back. Yeah. Uh, Lance Storm held three fucking I titles. I didn't know he held three fucking titles in WCW 2000, but that makes sense. Yeah. That's yep. right. Yeah. That's why they went out of business. Let's, yeah. Talk about the man that Charisma forgot. We say Roderick Strong is the man that Charisma forgot. Lance Storm. Oh. Jesus. By the way, I'm not going to mention this when we talk about it because I'm just going to do high level. But when Roderick Strong 
bumped or like interrupted Adam Cole and MJF's promo in the back. MJF said, what are, or he goes, what do you think you're doing? You create a character. Like, yeah. or he, no, he said you generic call, which yeah. is a creative yeah, wrestler. Right, He's yeah. like, what do you think you're doing? You generic call. I can't wait till we talk about dynamite. That yeah. segment was one of my yeah. moments of the year. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's hop back into the Spanish announced time machine and see what happened. Back in time. Once again, my camera is going all over the place. Look at this. See, see, if you're listening to us or watching us live, you would see the struggles that Tom mm-hmm. and I deal with on a weekly basis to bring you this great content. And then you would know why we think it's warranted to celebrate 10 years of the Spanish announce table. Because we're doing this for you for no gain. We don't make any no money gain. off this. You know what I mean? Not yet. Which is where Not we yet. implore you to go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net and donate and at least buy some beer for the show like Big Josh did because he's a great guy. Oh I heard God. he helps old ladies across the street when they didn't ask for the help. I tell you what, you know, compliments are great, but I'm just going to straight up say that Big Josh is more fun than bubble wrap. Okay? That's he that's is. what Big Josh is. Okay? He that's is. what he is. He is. Yeah. He is. All right, let's move on and see what happened. August 2nd, 1992. WCW taped WCW main event in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. This show would air on broadcast television two weeks later. Okay. And would show Tracy Smothers lost to Barry Windham. Jushin Thunder Liger defeated Jimmy Garvin. Georgia South lost to flying Brian Pillman. Van Hammer, excuse me, Van Hammer defeated Eric Davidson. However, Vader lost the WCW World Heavyweight Championship to a wrestler who won a raffle for the championship opportunity when the originally scheduled contender, Sting, was declared unable to compete due to injury, leading to one of the most historical title changes in United States pro wrestling history. Yeah, 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 because fucking Ric Flair said, I'm taking my title, I'm going WWF, <clears throat> and that's when Ron Simmons beat Vader, and they're like, all right, well, then if you're going to take your ball, we're going to put it on a black put guy. Put it on a black guy. <laughs> so that's what they did. I mean, and the most credible. How America is that statement? Oh, yeah, well, we'll put it on a black guy. <laughs> I mean, in the 90s, it, 100%, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ron Simmons won, uh, the world heavyweight championship over Vader. Uh, yeah. Historic moment. And then it took WWE only, uh, what? 20 years later to do it first for a black guy. In WWE. Have they done it since? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, geez, have they done it since? Yeah. Well, so Kofi won. Kofi won. Right. Correct. Kofi now, won. Now Kofi now, yeah. was their claim to like the first african right. descent and, right yeah. yes and so we also want to clarify the rock was also black we're not trying to say he was not black but it's also not of us to say right but it's recognized of course he does have right yes african heritage in his blood of course right yeah. but what they were recognizing as their celebration that they showed you over and over as it hit you over the head with it was kofi kingston and then from kofi kingston I think the other two Dude, have been pause. Big can E we, and Bobby we, Lashley. Can we talk about this? So people talk about WWE a lot, right? And when we reference this, like, man, you know how shitbag the people in charge of WWE are? Their first fully black 
champion mm -hmm. was in 2000 what 19? Yeah, 19. 40 years after the trend? Like the fuck, guys? Yeah. Mhm. Mm 100%. Yep. Like, yeah. Jesus, man. Yeah, it's yeah. And again, yeah. yes, again, because yeah, the rock obviously was not uh hiding his blackness so we're not trying to discredit that but yeah from what they told you wwe kobe kingston was the version, reason so. i don't always like bring to the rock again yeah his father was black right we're not gonna say that but like the rock never ever outside of like them you know giving you a wink wink nudge nudge with the nation of domination ever ever really addressed or tried to direct your attention to the black part of his family history. It had always been the Samoan part, right? Yeah, so the rock I, character to us was always, even yeah. when he first came out was Rocky Maya Via, right? Like we yeah. all thought, mm -hmm. Hey, this is Hawaii Samoans going on here. Right. Yeah. I would agree. Um, but yes, I, I also, I don't want to discredit and act like it never happened, but yes, Anyhow, yeah, not uh, not us to say, right? Like, but still, it feels like right, it's getting weird. Like we don't know what to say. Well, no, no, no. but <laughs> like, let's even let's even just say, okay, what was that? Two thousand, right? So still long fucking time. Yeah, right? thirty years yeah. after the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a mess. All right. Well, let's get back into uh, hopping in the Spanish dance table and going back in time. What that? It's just enough. It's like back in time. It makes you want more. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. And see what happened on, this day. on August 3rd, 1997, WWF SummerSlam was held in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Mankind defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley in a steel cage match. The British Bulldog retained the WWF European Championship, defeating Ken Shamrock via disqualification. The Undertaker lost the WWF World Heavyweight Championship in the main event to Bret the Hitman Hart with Shawn Michaels acting as the special guest referee. Hit him in the head. That's what happened. Owen Hart lost the WWF Intercontinental, Intercontinental Championship to this eventual WWE Hall of Famer in one of the most talked about incidents in wrestling oh. history. Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is Stone Cold Steve Austin when he suffered a broken neck from a botched Rich. pile driver from Owen Hart. After regaining minimally mo or minimal mobility, Austin rolled hard up for the planned victory. Which, uh, fun thing, not fun thing about that, but one thing I learned, if you watch his A&E documentary, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's, he said, and maybe again, maybe I'm wrong. We don't fact check, so I'm not going to go look it back up. But I think what he was saying in his A&E documentary is, he did not actually break his neck when Owen Hart did that. That led to it, but he said he bruised his spine mm, that right. night. And then something else then led yeah. to a broken neck. Well, because, neck. yeah, as he tells it, he was paralyzed, like, momentarily. Like, immediately. Oh. And he said he immediately thought of, like, Christopher Reeves and was like, oh, shit. And then he, like, was able to, like, move his arms and was able to crawl mm -hmm. and was able to get up. So that indicates, again, not broken neck necessarily, yeah. right? Like, something that, again these injuries can progress right the idea that he regained his mobility and started crawling around was dumb on his part right like he should have mm -hmm. stayed there but he says ain't no way in hell i was gonna let him carry me out on a stretcher but perhaps you should have you might have had a, yeah. a less recovery time but 
Uh, definitely goes down in folklore for pro wrestling history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bruising your spine and losing uh, your ability to move your arms and legs. I know that. You know that? Man. <laughs> <laughs> how many episodes did, were we doing the spanish announce table at the time of the neck injury uh-huh oh yeah each week mm-hmm. or was it mm-hmm. like one of the okay yeah no, I remember, like you used to have a scarf going on and mm-hmm. yep yeah we did uh uh yeah because that was after AEW had de- uh debuted um mm. and so, yeah uh, we, we've been doing the show since AWW weekend and week out right yeah AEW debuted on my birthday in 2019 that's how i remember it um but yeah, so I've had a bruised spine. I got bit by a spider, and my body was two times the size it should have been, and red and itchy. And everyone's like, "Go to the doctor." I was like, "But why?" I don't Here's a moment spider. that sneaks out <laughs> in the Spanish announce table is you going. I mean, you being red and swollen. I was like, "What happened to you?" And you're like, "I got bit by a spider," but I'm like, and I was like, "You should go see a doctor." And you're like, "Ah, eh, my aunt is a nurse, and she gave me some meds." And you're like, "I mean, they're expired, but like, they're still good." Yeah. Which okay. I've been a pharmacy technician in hospitals and I, I was like, okay, expiration. Here's a fun fact. Here's a fun fact for you folks. Expiration on a U.S. pharmaceutical, the expiration date is the date that they can no longer guarantee through lab results that the drug is at least 90% as effective as it was the day they put it out. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you're yes, you could be depending on the length of, of the expiration and, and how it's been stored and those sorts of things, right? Could be. However, it may not just be an over, the, like a pill that you swallow issue that you've got going on here. If you have a spider bite, like a black widow bite, you might want to go see a doctor and you're like, ah, and you're like swollen <laughs> and you're red. Yep. You're scratching a bunch. <laughs> oh, yeah. That yeah, sucked. It wasn't until uh, my mom and shark bait like cornered me in my room and then took me to the uh, whatever the fuck it was called. Emergency care or whatever. Uh, urgent care, probably. Yeah. Urgent care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've had that. Remember when the fucking cop pulled his gun out on me in the parking lot of the radio station? Yeah, I, you were just I, you had like Burger King in hand. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was at the stop sign. I guess I went too fast or whatever. I pull Didn't in. Stop. Thinking, but again, it if you know the area, nobody stops at it, right? It's it's I by did. a village inn and a parking yeah. garage. Nobody stops at it. The cop doesn't even fucking stop at it. Yeah, but but I did. I know I did. But anyhow, so then I just pull in because I don't know that a cop's behind me. Again, I got Burger King. I fucking grab my Burger King from the passenger seat, get out, and this fucking cop has his hand on his holster. I'm like, the fuck's going on? He's like, I need you to get back in the car. I'm like, the fuck? Why? Yeah, yeah. He's like, you were in the stop sign. I was like, Can I eat my fries? <laughs> well, no, I just, I just said, I said, over that and i just pointed and then i just walked back in and gave me a ticket and i was like the fuck is that and then i was supposed to do a podcast i was so fucking pissed oh my god but i think that was the night that uh everyone thinks we did the podcast backwards but we obviously didn't so yeah we didn't do that never would have done that people sending fake things in reverse no that never happened um, yeah, right, yeah, we got one in, more day we can yeah. cover here as we take our trip back in time and see what happened on this day. August 4th, 2009. WWE taped an episode of ECW in Uniondale, New York. 2009 ECW. Uh, not great. With only three matches on the card. Ezekiel defeated Danny Danger. 
I don't know who the fuck that is. Sheamus defeated Goldust. And Tommy Dreamer failed to win the ECW World Heavyweight Champion in an extreme rules match against the reigning, defending ECW World Heavyweight Champion. Matt Hardy? Christian, you were pretty close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. knew it was one of those two. Right, like, yeah. Christian, when I think of hardcore extreme championship wrestling, I think of Christian. Well, tag team, yes, but yeah, not well, yeah, okay, man. Not ECW, yeah. 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 <laughs> and not at that time either. He was doing his whole uh I'm better than you kind of gimmick thing. The Christian, remember that? Yeah. Christian. If you're on your, your own, that whole thing. Yeah. yeah, the basically yeah, Randy Orton ripoff. One um, of the things okay, so I've been a Christian fan for a long time. I've always thought of him as one of my most because of mostly his promo ability, right? Yeah. His ability mm-hmm. to just be an asshole that you hate. And the moment that really hit home for me was when he was first going on his own and he had Tyson Tomko oh, right, yeah. behind him. And Tomko, for his credit, played into being Christian's lackey perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. He knew to mm-hmm. look at Christian. He knew to react to Christian. He knew to say nothing else, right? And Christian's like, he's feuding with Randy Orton or something. Somebody's like, mentions Randy Orton. He's like, Randy Orton? What are you? T-? He's like, are you talking about the guy who just does this all day long <laughs> and held up his arms in Randy Orton's pose for way too long? Right, the camera's just waiting on him, and Tomko's like mesmerized, right? And he breathes back down. He's like, you're talking about that guy? <laughs> and I was just like, I think I like this guy, right? Yeah. Like Christian is the guy who, for better or worse, has been. I feel like you know he had that run with Randy Orton with the one last match thing, which mm-hmm. is kind of his height of heights. Mm-hmm. But I felt like he could have been at that height of heights a few more times than he was. Oh, yeah. I Honestly, my favorite time of Christian uh, wasn't in WWE. It was in TNA when he was the heavyweight champion in TNA, and he had Tom go with him there. Um, yeah, always been a big fan of, uh, of Christian. Christian. Really yeah. liked him. All right, so All that's right. it for On This Day, man. Let's talk about AEW Dynamite. We've had a lot to talk about this week. We've yeah, talked about 10 years gonna... of the expansion outs table. Tom's probably yeah. got a piss. We got to speed this up. Yeah, so we're going to just drive by this. So I'm not going to get into too many details. So the first match of the night was Orange Cassidy and A.R. Fox. Orange Cassidy won. Then afterwards, he would put the glasses on A.R. Fox. A.R. Fox is like, that's cool. And then turn on him, which brought out Darby Allen saying, what the fuck are you doing about this? So what did you think of that? I loved this and that fact. One, I thought, I was like, oh, shit, right? Holy, I did not see that coming whatsoever right they played it all well i thought they were going to do a hogan must pose everybody class for orange cassidy let's move on to the next match mm-hmm. and i liked the darby allen response where he's immediately out there like bitch what did you fucking do that you fucking embarrassed me i fucking vouched for you and you mm-hmm. fucking did this like he's shoving him he's like fuck you like i can't believe you did this right and and ar fox Look, I want to say, like, you shouldn't have the same confused look as Nick Wayne, an 18-year-old kid on your on your face, as to your actions when you're 78 years old or whatever the fuck you are, right? Like, like I was like, all right, calm it down a little bit as you're like, I don't know what I did, right? Like, you know, but, you know, for whatever, that, that worked, right? I like that Darby Allen's like, bitch! You know, we got that immediate response, like, I fucking 
I didn't ask for me a match. I asked for you, and you did this. I loved that. I love that. Yeah. And so the other part of the story here is that as that's going on, John Moxley, who was given a receipt to Orange Cassidy, goes in the ring and beats his ass. So it looks like potentially, and we'll talk about probably a little bit more later, uh, Moxley versus Orange Cassidy. You like that? Shocking. That's what I said this on the threads. I think you were live tweeting and I went on the threads and I was like, I was legitimately shocked, something along these lines, by everything with this Orange Cassidy segment. Like, great yeah. work here. I was really yeah. surprised. Very good. Um, I, I want to talk about this one probably more next week, but Don Callis got Chris Jericho to agree to agree to a match with him and Takeshita versus Guevara and Sammy Guevara. Or can, Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. Can we talk Excuse about me. the Don Callis scar? It's growing, right? It has to. It's yeah. getting bigger. It's like going down by his eyebrow now, going up over... I want this thing to like circle around and make loops on his head. Love yeah. it. Don I made speaking of creator wrestlers for fight forever. Don Callis is my current FTW champion in the Tim universe of AEW fight forever. Oh, he, he should be a body. He should be somebody in the game. That would be awesome. Um, also, uh, again, Don Callis gave Chris Jericho an amazing painting of, Bad news, Alan, of a watchful eye over Don Callis and Chris Jericho. The Don Callis painting thing. Uh, and oh, we'll see more of this later. We'll talk about more. Keep about it, it going. Keep love it going. More of it. Yeah. He's always giving people paintings. I want it. Yeah, love it. Um, all right. So then we keep it moving. Jack Perry comes out still with that weird music. Uh, he has an I beat hook shirt and essentially is like, hey, this title sucks until I got it. Now it's actually something but I don't respect the lineage of it. Taz sucks. ECW sucks. They all suck. And then out of left field, Jerry Lynn, who was an ECW guy, I'm not saying he wasn't, that wasn't the shocking part, but that of anyone, he comes out and they're like, next week, won't we do this again? Cause there was no match made or anything. So that was a little odd. Uh, I, again, it's one of these where we come, we, we deride AEW on this. You don't tell us enough. If I'm a new young fan watching AEW, I don't know who the fuck Jerry Lynn is, and you didn't tell me at all. You barely yeah. told me that he was a producer. Like you might have told me if I go back and watch Dynamite that he's a ECW or a pro wrestling legend or something, but you didn't tell me that he was like AEW producer and happens to work backstage. Because to me, why the fuck is this old guy coming out in street clothes? You know what I mean? Like, and maybe they mm -hmm. did. Maybe again, look, I don't always watch this with every ear turned it right into it. And maybe they said works right. backstage in an on-screen role or something. So I, you know, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I didn't get across that. They told a good job of that. Yeah. Um, I agree. They didn't do like, Oh my God. It's they're kind of just like, Oh, it's Jerry Lynn. All right. And then yeah, the clunkiness of, well, next week, why don't we talk again? Yeah. All right. Hey, look, again, sure. I think Jungle Boy is getting better each week. I think this Jack promo Perry. Is, or Jungle Jack Perry is better this week than he was last week. Oh, yeah. There is a weird thing where he keeps looking behind him when nobody's there. <laughs> there is that. But, like, I get I it. Like He's it. getting into this new thing. I think, and I said this to you, I think the FDW Championship is obviously a bit of an oddball and will – travel around often occasionally to some different folks but i think anybody that wins it 
must do like Hook did and immediately change all of their gear that they wear to orange and black. Like, you can't wear anything but orange and black if you ever hold the FDW championship for whatever reason. Jack Perry did that. Yeah, Jack Hook. Perry did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jack uh, Perry. I don't want him to come beat me up or have his girlfriend try to beat me up. She seems the more vicious one, but. Maybe okay. Yeah, um, give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a try. Yeah, yeah, see what happens. <laughs> I'm feeling no. frisky. Let's give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Then after that, we get a, I don't know if we're going to talk about this one much. Uh, Gravity, who fucking walks okay. out. Uh, yeah. Versus Pac, and Pac wins here. What so hold think? on. I thought this was a joke. I thought when you sent me a few days ago, Pac versus Gravity, I was like, ah, ha, ha, funny. I thought that was a Photoshop. No. Can we discuss then? Okay, aside from the idea that Pac was the man who Gravity forgot, and they did say that on the show, and great, Tongue and he's cheek. even like, hey, did you fucking forget who I am, right? Gravity is a dumb fucking name for a flips and shit luchador. You're well, anti gravity. Um, no, well, you are not gravity. <laughs> look. I'm not trying to be right. Uh, what am I wrong? Well, well, let me, this is what I will say. I don't want to be myopic here and think that the only cool shit comes from America, but that, cause that's not true. However, if you look around, the well, the only cool, shit cool to an American has come from an American. Well, <laughs> no, because I'm, you know, but what I will say, cause Pac, I like, right. But yeah. what I will say is I have seen a ton of fucking gimmicks like, uh, What's his ass over there in New Japan who does mm -hmm. the air guitar and that's fucking cool apparently. And then we got Gravity who's like, uh, who's the fucking uh, the ace? He was on uh, the last. Um... Yeah, Dana Brooke. No, god dang it! What was his? Not Takeshita. That's what the name keeps coming to my mind. Who say it in the chat? Because I know you fucking will. Um... Oh god dang it! But anyhow, we got him that plays Abushi? the guitar. Fucking... No, it's hmm. the other guy, the older guy that uh, took on Moxley when the title was vacant. And then this year took on MJF in the first match Suzuki. of the night. No, I don't remember that fucking. Anyhow, someone will tell us. But that guy plays the air guitar. We got Gravity in Mexico. We got other fucking Blue Demon in Mexico who's just, I get blue, like Blue Cane, you know. Fuck it. There you go. There's another Blue, blue Cane. I'm going to see if we can book Blue Cane for an interview. Don't. No, well, you, you interview him. I don't want to fucking talk to that guy. Uh, we'll do one of those. Like, we did an interview like this on Fight Show Live where one guy did the interview, but two guys sounded like they did the interview when it played. <laughs> yeah, I interviewed I interviewed former UFC heavyweight champion Frank Mir and then Ozone, who almost saw a cat get hit by a car, had to pull over and cry. And then came in 30 minutes late after we were done with the interview. Yep. That's who I was working with. Before sniffing Ken. a lot. <laughs> sniffing oh, a no, well, no, he wasn't. He wasn't in, I mean, he was into that. He was into that alcohol. Boy, a, oh, I got gout. It's like, motherfucker, you had 13 gin and tonics last night. Like, fucking no wonder your feet are sworn. Anyhow, that's a side note. Um, they're going to fucking How's he doing? You. you talked to him lately? No, he fucking left for Florida. And you know what? He talks to everyone in Kansas City except for me and Sharkbait. And we were fucking there for him every day. I'm going to try to reach out and see if he'll talk to me. Oh, he will. He'll be like, what's yeah, up, man? Will, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, man. Been nice to see you. Been a long time. The, the two motherfuckers that were there every fucking One of my favorite of memories, life. too, related to this show, but not in any way related to this show, is because I met you doing the fight show live and you're doing the show with Ozone, 
I'm I'm going to school and have to do an article on non-traditional students, right? Folks who are not the 18 to 22 year olds who are going back to school. I've got to do a report on that in our journalism degree. And I'm running out of people to find, right? Because I'm like, you know, everybody doesn't want to do it. They're like, fuck, get out of here, loser, right? Like old guy right here in college. And I walk into the break room one day and there's Ozone sitting there eating some fucking donuts or something, working on a payroll. I was like, what are you fucking doing here? And his question is, what are you fucking doing here? And I was like, well, listen, I've I got a thing for you. Yeah, man, I love the fucking uh, Ozone. Good guy. All right, let's get back into this. AW Hiroshi, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh, That's yeah, Tanahashi. Who I'm that fucking does the air guitar. That's stupid. Uh, there it is. I looked it up because I had, it was bothering me. Um, okay, what, what was after that? Uh, let me check. Um, gravity, whatever. Uh, Adam Cole and MJF. They, more MJF than anyone, mocked FTR. And I know you want to talk about this, so we'll take a pause real here, real quick here to uh, get your thoughts on MJF and Adam Cole. And then let's also talk, I guess, about the FTR promo as well. Well, MJF murdered Dax here, right? I mean, he shit on cash with the mullet, and everybody shit on cash with the mullet. But the whole making fun of the repetitiveness of the Dax promos as of late, and we've talked about this. Dax has been great. He's carried FTR. He's been a great promo. Mm -hmm. But MJF's right. They've all been the same lately. And then the line that took me for a loss, or, you know, like caught me unaware, was the whole, like, oh, no flips, no fists, blah, blah, like making fun of his accent. And he's like, well, I'm going to take this fist, and I'm going to shove it so far down your throat that you're going to be forced to spit out CM Punk's jockstrap. Was the most hilarious fucking line I've heard in wrestling in a long time. Yeah. I didn't hear anything else MJF said for a solid minute and a half because I was laughing so hard, right? <laughs> like, yeah. just done. And I think MJF, or, or Adam Cole even kind of had to be like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I didn't expect that line. And that's the beauty of MJF, right? Like, he is able to kind of, in show, still throw out something for, like, you know, us, us. over here or outside the show. And just, he's spot on with the Dax thing. You mentioned this in one of your live tweets. By the way, you tweet during the Dynamites, the Collisions, the Rampages, whenever you can. Often, every time. And you mentioned when he was, when Dax was giving that promo of like why he hated the dance off with On MJF, collision. Adam Cole and all them. Right. And he's like, I worked 10 fucking years to bring legitimacy back or whatever, blah, 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 or to be given the chance for the opportunity to vibe for the title. And here you are in a title match thing. And I thought, okay, again, gotta remember peeking behind the curtain. We're watching a show. He's giving a promo. This isn't necessarily the guy who plays Dex Harwood's thoughts. So maybe I'm getting worked and maybe Dax is really good here because he's cutting a promo that I hate. But to me, Dax Harwood is another one of those guys who you mentioned like Loki last week who kind of thinks this thing is a little more real than it is. Mm -hmm. And to Dax, I'm thinking, okay, well, if we're looking through it through that lens, you busted your ass for 10 years, like you said. To get a shot at the titles, right? To give some legitimacy to tag team wrestling. But I'm sorry that you're upset that MJF and Adam Cole didn't need to do that to accomplish the same results. Man, 
I've busted my ass, Tom. Worked really hard. And almost vomited to be the fourth best basketball player at a lifetime fitness in the middle of fucking Kansas. Like, but some guy could walk in there and ball me out of the fucking court because he was born with better genetics. Like, I'm sorry, but that doesn't mean that he's degraded the sport. Right. He's just better than I am. Not that pro wrestling is a sport, but you get what I'm saying here, right? Well, and even just to take, if you're using that as a shoot, there are so many podcasts speaking about us and other podcasts that are just famous people talking into a microphone. And because they're famous, they're getting five times the views that we are when we're obviously more fucking talented. We don't see us here crying and saying that they're somehow an asshole because of it. Yeah. Like that they don't deserve it. Hey, look. We've never said that. Yeah, look, if you love Scooby-Doo and you still listen to Freddie Prince Jr., good on you, but that show fucking, you know, whatever. <laughs> that show sucks. Hey, listen, Freddie, you want to come on an interview? Well, I'd love to have you, but, you know. <laughs> well, it'll be more entertaining than your podcast. Yeah. We ain't going to yours, we'll tell you that much. Um, fucking yeah. miserable. Uh, okay, so that's the first part, right? MJF does all the great stuff, and he's talking all the stuff. Then the second half of this promo, though, is he looks to Adam Cole. Adam Cole says, hey, look, last week when I looked at your title, or I guess it was that night or whatever it was because it was taped the previous week. But he's like, I didn't mean it. Like, I I really did not mean it. Okay. Like, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. And MJF is like, hey, you know what, man? I believe you. And regard, this was the fucking most interesting thing I thought from the show. Regardless of what happens, not if we win. Not, oh, if we lose, well, then I'll give you this. It's win, lose, or draw. I'll give you another shot at the championship. And Adam Cole is like, well, you're just my best friend. This is, he kind of said that before, but then he was like, this is the best. And before they could like, I guess, double clothesline each other, whatever the fuck they're into, uh, creative character runs in with his neck brace and he's like, God, how are you not seeing this? And they're like hey and mjf's like get with your get your guy taken care of what the fuck is this i'm out of here and adam cole's like dude you're pushing me away because you're being so fucking obsessive about who i like and who i don't like fuck's going on with you hold on this that conversation of adam cole explaining to him look you're being possessive i have other friends in you was Mm -hmm. one of the most unique things i've seen in pro wrestling ever right it was the listen we're dating but we're not exclusive mm-hmm. it was talk, real right yeah with, with the thing and that's the, I, I guarantee you not even in a dating setting like i just presented here there's been people been people who you know and maybe yourself listening right now who have had a friend who has been like fuck you buddy you like that guy and you're like listen I, you don't have to like all of my friends right right like, we're mm-hmm. a friend and I can be a friend with them, but I understand I can't invite you guys to the same party, but like, I'm not. So like, yeah. why are you mad at me right now? Oh yeah. When my friends found out about shark bait and how we're becoming good friends and they're like, what the fuck's that guy? He's an asshole. I'm like, okay, I like him. People probably be like, you like that fucking guy whenever they yeah. meet me. And you're like, well, listen, I mean, we've no, had a no, podcast no. for 10 years. <laughs> no, they fucking hated. No, they hated shark bait. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, 
And I was like, I get it, but like, I fucking like him, so shut up, you know? Like, listen, all the reasons and, you hate him are the reasons you would hate me if you didn't get to know me already. <laughs> oh, no, these were like, these were like BFF friends, like from like childhood. Like at my wedding, they're like, that guy was your best man? I'm like, yeah, the fuck it was. Like, shut up. You aren't. Bitch. This is you another fun story of the Spanish announce table. You're getting married. You send me an invitation. You said, hey, listen. Sharkbait has a situation where he may not be able to be at the event. (laughs) Suit or something, right? Like, I can't remember what was going on. Or he had to go to a Volve show. And you were like, you were like, would you be able to be a (laughs) stand-in if I needed? And I was like, well, of course, man. Of course, right? Like, we've been friends for a long time. And I was like, but wouldn't you just get one of the other, like, the other, you know, congregation or whatever they call it, right? Like, the the procession, right? One of the other best men. And you were like... Tim, first of all, I love you. You're like, <laughs> you're like for thinking that I have more friends than just shark baiting you. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. To, to give you guys a little insight on the wedding, it was a one and one. Okay, we did a one and one. You didn't have a whole line of groomsmen. You had you and a best man. You were like, no, no, no. This isn't like, which honestly, at a point, like I had never thought about it till that moment. But I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because if that was the case where he did have a line of friends, I'm not in Tom's top five of best friends, right? Like, it never oh, yeah. hit me until you said that. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. well, cool. All right. I'm number two. Right. I was like, I can live with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I found in so many wedding parties that I was in where guys were like looking at me, like, how the fuck did you get up there? And I'm like, he picked me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't fucking know. You know? Like, I, Went out I with this it. guy one time. He fucking thought it was no, funny. No, I don't no, know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like that. But uh, yeah, so we decided. Uh, and, and Emily also, my wife, she was like, hey, look, this will get weird because then like on if we do four. If you have five, then, the sixth person's going to be like, who the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Right. So I was just like, why don't we just do one and one? She's like, perfect. And I think we got the idea from another wedding. But yeah. So uh, yeah. But anyhow, going back to Sharkbait, when people were meeting him that I was friends with, like from middle school, they're like, fuck that guy. I was like, well, I guess you got to go because I like hanging out with him because you're being obsessed. Always been a fun guy to me. Yeah. Always been fucking friendly and fun to me. Boundaries. But what that but what Adam Cole said at the end, going back to AW, uh, he said boundaries because boundaries. now here's where uh again, we're gonna see what happens on Saturday night. Uh if you watch, there's a million things going on on Saturday night. Um, but if you watch, they're gonna have that match. So here's my question to you, and this is kind of the only deep dive I want to do on the episode because a lot of it was fun, but not crazy. Um, and we've been doing this for two hours. Uh, so after the, after hell yeah. So, uh, after Adam Cole leaves, Roger strong looks at Renee and was like, you see it. Right. And she's like, yeah, what the hell? Like, what is Adam Cole doing? And then they go to commentary and Tony Schiavone's like, I don't get how he's not seeing this. Like what is going on with Adam Cole? So let's just do a quick prediction. We do an Adam Cole turns heel because he thinks MJF is going to do it first. Or what are we doing with this match on Saturday night? I'm going to go on record and say my prediction that I gave to you in a message is the one I'm going to go with. Adam Cole is going to try to turn on MJF before the devil that MJF is can turn on him. Even though we think in the moment, perhaps MJF wasn't going to do that even though we think that in the moment, right? 
So and Adam Cole's going to make the turn. He's going to go do the super kick or the fucking whatever Adam Cole does, right? I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But it gets thwarted by the man that Charisma forgot, generic white guy in the Bobby Heenan neck brace. He gives the fucking Kansas City cunt punt to the Adam Cole, lets MJF win in the title shot that he gives Adam Cole, win, lose, or draw, right? Which is an easy out for them to lose, um, right? He gives him that title match. Bobby Strong, right? Roddy Strong mm-hmm. does the dirty work. And then next week on Dynamite, we get Roddy Strong saying, MJF approached me saying you were clearly in his bag and he was going to get you to turn on me. So he offered me the chance to do to you before you did to me and fuck Adam Cole, right? Or whatever he's going to say. And then we get Adam Cole, Roddy Strong, MJF's free to move on to the next contender. That's where I think we're going to go. Not exactly the way I would book it, but that's kind of the feel I'm getting now. That's where I feel we get the left turn at Albuquerque, if you will. Yeah. I, so the thing with AEW, Tony Khan's booking or whoever you want to say it is, the thing that they've yet to do is have monumental swerves. They did the MJF swerves the inner circle and then he had the pinnacle, which was outstanding. But MJF was kind of also the asshole that we kind of knew. So the only thing that was surprising is that he also had a group, not that he turned on the inner circle, right? And there's been some other things, debuts, things like that. So on that hand, four years in, I don't know if they're necessarily are going to do the WWE trope of someone turns on someone. What my gut says, and I could be completely wrong, because again, I thought you kept Alex Smith and not started Patrick Mahomes, so I'm a fucking idiot. Um, but what I think they may do is have them lose legit FTR, miscommunication, right? And it's not like a uh, with mean spirit, but like, Adam Cole clotheslines MJF, then turns around and they do the shatter machine. That's how FTR wins, right? But then on Wednesday, they come out and maybe it's just one of them. Say Adam Cole's like, man, I'm so sorry for hitting you, MJF. Like, what the hell? And MJF is like, yeah, man, it's all good. Don't like, don't worry about it. And Adam Cole's like, no, 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 I am serious. And he goes, hey, look, those titles meant fucking nothing to me. I got the championship. That's the only title that matters. And then Adam Cole goes, oh, so it, this, none of this meant anything to you? Well, then now I want your championship. And now they do this whole, but we're cool, right? Yeah, no, we're cool. But then each week it's like a fuck you until we get to all in, which I think that's where they're going to have their match. And then we do now at the time of the pay-per-view, they really fucking hate each other through all these little death by a thousand paper cuts. And then we get this fucking yeah. build. So to we where just get a slow unrupturing of the friendship that was building till the week before when it's an all out drag out fight. And then it's, Oh my God, let's, I can't wait to see who wins. Right. Cause we're going to build up Adam Cole to me. Maybe he could beat MGF, which he, he won't, but you know what I'm saying? That's what I think. So, um, yeah. Not bad. Uh, Mr. Fourth Row just joined us in the chat, and he says, hey, hey, man, Mr. Fourth Row, we had a blast with your with your audio submission earlier. You will have to go back if you did not catch us live and check the podcast or the replay of the uh, of the live stream. But it was, it was so fun. Thanks for joining. It was great. Yes. Yeah, and of course, thanks for joining. Love all of you guys that are in the – guys and girls that are in the uh, chat. Um, all right, let's keep it moving at super speed here. Uh, we get Jericho Appreciation Society saying, Jericho, fuck you. And he says, well, well, I don't know why you did that. See what happens. Um, we also got Darby Allen and Swerve Strickland 
Go ahead. What were you going to say about Jericho? That Jericho Appreciation Segment Society with them backstage. Was that the one you were just talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, can I address, like, okay, yeah, we got all of them saying, like, hey, you know, like, what's up with you? You know, you don't appreciate right. us, all that. Matt Menard, the whole time, doing nothing but staring at the painting. Mm-hmm. And then being, like, the voice of reason Jericho at the end was a curveball I did not expect, but I loved 100%, where he's like, where he's like, you think this is easy for me? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, no, this looks pretty fucking easy, man. Like, fix it. Mm, yeah. And just walks oh. out the most bombastic character of them all. Yeah, that was the was guy the like, is, hey, man, fuck, fix it. Yeah, the the most yeah the most exaggerated personality was the most timid and down to earth and straightforward. Yeah, it was it was a great change of pace. Definitely liked it. Um, also, uh, we had Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland. Great match, which then saw from earlier Ar Fox say, "No fuck Darby Allen, I'm with the Embassy." And so now we got a new member with Swerve. Swerve gets the win. I here's my thing. I don't know if we needed another member of the embassy. I think we could have done AR Fox turns on Darby. Swerve goes, yeah, that guy fucking sucks. And then just walks off. 100% because here's what's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen with the well, embassy and AR Fox. Like it's, he's not going to add to the embassy. The embassy isn't going to add to AR Fox. They're not going to suddenly feature the embassy more because AR Fox is a member. It just feels like somebody brought up the idea and whoever is approving it, Tony Khan or whomever, right, says, yeah, that works fine. It just felt kind of empty to me, right? Like it felt like, hey, we already did a thing with AR Fox. This feels weird, right? Like I didn't understand necessarily why we were doing this. Well, to so this level. I have it. Right. So this is my theory is. You see A.R. Fox a lot on Ring of Honor, right? Mm. If you watch Ring of Honor when it's uh, debuts on Thursday nights or whenever on demand on the Ring of Honor app, you see A.R. Fox a lot. And you got the guy that broke his leg uh, from top flight coming back soonish, right? Yeah, sure. And so what I, well, yeah. that's what yeah, being. Maybe, right, that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So my theory is we're going to do maybe a couple tag matches with Swerve and AR Fox on Dynamite Collision Rampage, whatever it is, get some victories. Well, this AR Fox, he ain't that fucking bad. And then he's going to make his way back over to Ring of Honor where the other embassy members are the trio champs. And then when Top Flight gets full strength with action and dready yeah. and all those guys then we're gonna do so this decision was made with roh in mind and the overall yeah, arcing thing yeah. because if you like ar fox on aw and then excalibur yeah. says we've got a last man standing match between top flight one and ar fox and well then you might to b- me get the i just felt like i had been writing high on this dynamite through the first half and a little beyond of thinking Man, they are killing it with the storytelling, with the promos, the vignettes, minimal mm-hmm. matches, right? We don't need eight matches in a two-hour show. You can give me three to four if you're telling me good stories in and around those matches. And I felt like they were doing a great job of that. This one just felt like they added an, oh, and also, right? Like, And it just kind of felt like, ah, you didn't need that, right? Like, it just, he could have turned on them in that match, everything been the same without necessarily aligning with mogul entertainment right yeah yeah and which is what you said it was, right but this was a good i thought it was a good story honestly i thought if you're rebooking this show this should have been the main event because the main event was a tad clunky uh, yeah um but 
So that that's what happened. And then as mentioned, Jericho Appreciation Society in the background or in the backstage talking about their stuff. And then Tim, we've already reached to that point because we're going at a breakneck speed, kind of like typical AEW shows. And just like typical AEW shows, right before the main event, you ready to do it? New, oh, yeah, of course. New, Ten year anniversary, new, might as well, yeah. Well, it's a new staple of our show, right? It's the newest mm-hmm. staple in AEW or in uh, Spanish Down Stable history from AEW. Let me do my vocal warm-ups. Me, 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 if out you now, smell brown cow. La, 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 la. okay all right we're ready. out now brown cow mm-hmm. all right tim it's right before the main event oh. so you know what that means i'm checking my watch it's time, time for, for the, the women, women! explosions boom <laughs> and this match Dunk. That was the most elaborate time for yeah. the women that we've. <laughs> yeah, it's getting special better. Effects. Yeah. yeah. Keep it going, AW. You don't know what we're going to do next week. Uh, this match was Britt Baker versus Taya Valkyrie. And I told you this before we restarted recording eight hours ago that <laughs> fucking Taya Valkyrie is a mismatch of 36 characters that I don't like. They all suck. I don't look Cucarocha or whatever the fuck she calls herself. Then she's doing ballet hands. Cause look, I did ballet, I guess uh, I'm Valkyrie, but I'm not a Viking like the Viking Raiders in WWE, but I dance to dance music. Like I'm Naomi, but that's not really who I am either. And then I'm a face because we're in Canada, but now I'm a heel cause we're in America. So are you doing a Bret Hart thing? No, you're not. So it just all fucking sucks. It just sucks. And I agree. I've seen nothing. I tried to give this Tyra Valkyrie thing oh, a chance because of the weight the name carried from the independent wrestling fans. Everybody mm-hmm. was like, oh, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Now we finally improved the division. And I will give you this. Serviceable does everything fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> everybody's got their own things, right? But I would say average or better. At most things, and but that's it, right? I'm like, okay, average or better. And if you're saying that's a major improvement to the AW women's roster, so be it. Maybe, perhaps, I might be reluctantly inclined to agree with you. However, I don't think that means that this is a great like injection into the arm, right? I feel like it's more like, okay, but we should have been at least here. At least here. Look, Britt Baker has given us enough body of work in her time in AEW to to where we at least know, unless she's broken leg, broken face, broken something, that she's going to fucking give us a serviceable match at worst. So far, every fucking match I've seen of Taya Valkyrie, this is a, outside of the character that I hate, right? So then I go, well, let's see how she wrestles. This is nothing about her appearance besides the character thing that I mentioned, but it's slow. It's methodical in the sense that it's slow, but like, doesn't look like there's a plan, but no, there is a plan because I'm a veteran and it's just 
all of I have not been impressed by any of her matches. All of her matches have been paint by numbers, but the person doing the painting is a three-year-old. Like it's fucking not good. And so I'm over her. Like what here's the other thing. Everyone has told me personally and online, well, you gotta see Lucha Underground. And I told you this as well. Like, I didn't watch Lucha Underground every fucking week, but you know what? I knew who Prince Puma was. I knew that Vampiro was there. Well, Vampiro. Like, the good ones get my attention, and she never did. So I'm fucking sorry, but let like... Me, let me... Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Let me also <laughs> say this. this. Let me also say this. I tried very hard to give Lucha Underground a very solid chance because I saw the same potential in Lucha Underground as a whole. I thought, hey... Here's the thing that's going to be much more storyline driven, cinematic driven, right? But even though that was the case, just saying, hey, I prefer more storyline driven and cinematic driven doesn't mean that when you do it more in the vein of storylines in cinema, that you're going to be good at doing that, right? And I don't feel like they necessarily nailed it, right? Like, yes, they made it cinematic. Yes, they made it storyline driven, but it wasn't very captivating because I didn't keep tuning in. Well, yeah, I mean, their thing, much like who we were talking about earlier tonight, where it's like the one note, um, kind of like Corey Graves. I felt like Lucha Underground very season one, one was fucking awesome. But then after season one, it was like, well, you just, you aren't very one but note. Now, Same thing yeah, but, over and over. Yeah. yeah. But now Rey Mysterio's here and it's like, okay, well, that got me for two weeks, but now I'm kind of uninterested again. Yeah, it was like, so, oh, no person debuts at the top of the balcony and they jump off of it it was like okay no, you I, did that with john morrison and you yeah, did that so, with you know who prince puma right. and whomever yeah so um good in concept good on paper not good in practice i would say but still it made its mark it did its thing but she didn't because she stinks now it could change right i used to hate uh not so recently uh rock hard the rock is hard i hated that motherfucker and now on saturday nights i get a little giddy when i see him out there because he's a fucking wild man and i kind of like that have you a know? bit of a bo dallas effect on you exactly so yep. taya can has time i'm not writing her off and saying you know she's Correct. the fucking worst great colleague but right now she i is... will say taya has some tools Ugh. to be able to deliver what we would like in pro wrestling currently she hasn't but everybody tells me, like, well, you should just trust that she's good. And I'm like, all right, well, okay, but I've yet to mm. see it. Yeah. Yeah. couple tools. You sound sexist. The main event. Yeah, good I pair of tools she's got right, right uh, Yeah, we know what you're talking about. The main event. That's not event. what I meant, but that's also not wrong. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to lie about that. I mean, now, you bring it, now that you bring it up. Now that you mentioned it. (laughs) Hey, I'm just repeating what you said. I mean, if Um, you want to discuss, then I might like him thick. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, we can discuss, but I'm saying you brought it up. You brought it up. You haven't denied. Hey, bye, Britt Baker won that match. Yeah, Britt Baker won that match, so that happened. Um, And then, because it was the only time we see the women, we move right back to the men, and it's time for the main event. Back to the fellas. Back to the men, because this Stuff match. Jocks. And, and why did we, I don't? Okay. Anyway, I get that there was some story, but it, mm. okay, it was fine. This felt this weird was, to me. This is where I said, like, going into the first half of the show and a little beyond, I was like, this might be the best AEW Dynamite 
forever. I texted you. I was like, for one of the rare instances, I was able to kind of catch moderately live, right? Mm -hmm. I'd have to pause and come back, but I was only a few minutes behind. And I was telling you, I was like, this is amazing. They're doing such great work with the storytelling, the promos, the vignettes, Mm -hmm. all of that in between stuff, right? Reading between the lines. And then the last half felt like, I don't I want to say it was bad, but it just felt like it started to drag and felt more and I get it. It's processing show you're gonna end on matches, right? So right. we had two matches featured in the end half, kind of, but it just felt off from the first oh. half of the show. Well, it felt like his Excel spreadsheet printed out wrong and was given out to people in the wrong order because this felt like the middle of the middle of the show, but it was the main event. Mm -hmm. Uh but what we're talking about here, uh actually let me pause. I will agree with you on that. What I actually like the most about this is Unlike our recap tonight, because we've been doing this for 11 hours, they had a steady and pace. counting. At, well, they did a steady pace of each segment and they gave us recaps of past stories with enough time for it to breathe. Like we won't cover it here. We'll cover it next week. But like Billy Gunn teasing a retirement mm. or Andrade doing the ladder match for his mask, like everything got time and that's one of the things i like the best about it but like you said the second i think this... the first yeah 60 to 75 minutes was done almost exquisitely like i, I want to show people like this is how you do it yeah right but we get to our main events the best friends versus lucha bros versus blackpool combat club typical fun but again nothing to write home about uh who got the win it was the lucha bros they got the win because orange cassidy comes down and then gets choked by john moxley <laughs> right again uh yeah again i know what we did earlier and there's continuity and you're bringing them back out and we're fighting and we're whatever but it just felt kind of like oh this is because you wanted to circle back and tie everything back together but i don't think we needed it i felt like well, that could happen next week yeah I actually didn't mind it except for orange Cassidy just got his ass kicked. He was like, yeah, what's up? He threw his glasses at him and then just gets choked on the ground. He's like, right. And like Moxley's looking back. He's like, you want me to keep doing this? Well, okay, this I'm gonna is keep doing it. To my hot tag failed, right? Experiment <laughs> where like you can come out talking tough. You think you got a vendetta, but you can get your ass whooped. Yeah. You sent me a, a video earlier where like a guy showed up and was like, Oh, you're talking trash online. I'm showing up to beat your ass. And he's like, you walked into a boxing gym. <laughs> like okay. and thought you were just okay and just proceeded to beat the shit out of that guy at his every attempt the guy made a step and he just knocked him to the floor and he was like dude you yeah. walk you came to me <laughs> like you fucking dumbass yeah. like that's how kind of you know yeah that's just, right <laughs> definitely so lucha bros get the victory because moxley is distracted uh the pin is taken by the best friends post-match though looks like uh, all hell broke loose and then we're getting a singles match between one of the members of each team because next week which will be most likely a fun show is aew dynamite 200 so that's what we have to look forward to tim interesting and that was dynamite. right yeah do you think when it's all said and done what will have lasted longer now granted we have a head start but the spanish announce table or all elite wrestling We've got, brother. we've got a seven year head start or something like that. Six year yeah. head start. I don't know. Yeah. Brother, I don't have a life. As long as you keep answering these zoom calls, I'll be doing this till I'm in the dirt. Okay. <laughs> like, Which might not be that long. But yeah. I, I mean, saying. if one of us dies prematurely, you know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe it ends, but until yeah. first you notice, like we ain't got no friends. Like we're yeah, here talking to you guys. 
because yeah. we need friends. So. Yeah. yeah. So unless unless this tumor fucking grows into my heart and I'm fucking done in five or six yeah. weeks, if Tom's I'm heart be- that will cause Tom's heart to grow three sizes that day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, no, I love it's that. Be us. When they talk about the Grinch, like his heart grew three sizes that day. I'm like, that sounds like a tumor. <laughs> like you should have got <laughs> medical assistance. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way kind of closing the loop on all the fun shit that we've gone through uh next thursday marks a new uh time in my life i start radiation so there you go yeah it'll be the first day of radiation for six weeks so we've my talked about tom's ailments that. over the years but this might be you know what i mean like this hasn't been a tom ailment like this yet yeah, so, so if, if you're a long-term well, listener if you're a new listener if you've been captivated by the years of the Spanish announce table, by the ailments of Tom, there's more to come, right? We got more. We're only going to lead you with more cliffhangers. It's only getting bigger and better. We're only pushing that envelope. As will you stay tuned. Will radiation work or will he right. die? As you stay tuned to the continuing saga that is the Spanish announce table. The Spanish announce table.